I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. Here we are on Wednesday, July 5th, uh, 2023. Welcome. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, your 4th of July. Those of you that live in the U.S. time frame or anybody else celebrating our independence. And boy, do we need to reclaim America, do we? Uh, but that is going to happen. It's going to be an exciting time. So uh, those of you who may have missed fireworks, um, I did do a live, um, I guess, recording of what I got to see, um, and I was living on the front row about 50, 60 yards from the three launching pads. That was a huge, uh, huge fireworks show for 25 minutes with a beautiful finale, music playing at the same time. So for somebody just holding a cell phone, um, it's kind of hard to get any better than, than uh, being that close to the fireworks as well as having the music playing in the background. So go ahead and uh, enjoy that. Yeah, I think you would love, love that. Um, so again, that, that's only on my Facebook though. I could try, couldn't get it on Rumble. So it just went live on Facebook. So you can go back and see the firework show from Plato, Texas, if you want to go uh, see a little bit about what a cool firework show was at uh, uh, the, the club that we are, belong to. It's pretty awesome. All right, wanted to jump into Caviezel beating Harrison Ford out. Um, that sound of freedom movie and uh, compared to the big budget Indiana Jones movie. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, it's really crazy how uh, well the words start to get out about the sound of freedom. So uh, I'm also going to get into a lot about God wants to speak to you. I mean directly speak to you, right? Um, and I mean in a really direct fashion. And I'm going to share that with you right when we uh, get into my story about my trip to Israel, the book I was reading. I've shared this backstage, but now I'm going to go front stage with it talking about... Um, Nathan French's book, um, It's Not Meant to Be a Secret. So we'll be digging into uh, uh, that story and a blog I put up that actually shows what the Lord is directly talking to me about um, lately. So uh, we'll be getting into that as well today when we go over a bunch of, uh, bunch of news and get into a, a new, the latest uh, prophetic word from Julie Green. There's two from Amanda that we're documenting now. Amanda Grace will be getting We'll be commentating on those over the next few days as well, our next few shows. 
And then, um, again, this is Wednesday night, but Thursday we have Juan O'Savin coming on tomorrow night. So don't miss tomorrow's show. I'll probably go a half hour early so we can get Kirk Elliott in, who we missed this week because of the 4th, as well as um, so to get the economic update and then also get into a, a full probably hour of, uh, of 107 before we move into praise and prayer tomorrow night. So busy night tomorrow night. Um, we have at the end of this show, um, at a seven o'clock hour CST, we will begin into a Bible study. So lots going on. So join us. Again, if you wanna be backstage here, make sure you go to blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two, teach.com, and you can get your free backstage pass and be back here on Zoom with us tomorrow when, when Juan's on. Now, just a warning, usually Juan, I ask one or two questions and he weaves a full hour of a story together and uh, he's really not a question and answer person, right? He gives, he gives, uh, he, he weaves together a long story. So, uh, uh, but you can still be backstage with, with, with Juan and even type to him, <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right, so let's jump into uh, what we have for you today, child trafficking drama. Sound of Freedom opens to more than $11.5 million. This film's July 4th gross was just below that of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. But that doesn't account the pay-forward tickets that were purchased. So if you look at this, uh, this is a pretty cool. So it's a rare Tuesday opening, Sound of Freedom Angel Studios, which is the same studio that does The Chosen, a drama starring Jim Caviezel, as a real-life rescuer of children from traffickers, grossed $11.563 million, uh, just under the day's total for Indiana Jones of Disney, which played in almost 2,000 more theaters with just under $11.7 million. And uh, another difference, Indiana Jones often played on multiple screens. Based on theater spot checks, Freedom played mostly single screens often with smaller capacities and show and, and saw sold out studios. The result was a stark contrast in the films per theater average. Indiana was about 2,500 in 4,600 theaters, while Freedom saw about 4,400 in 2,600 theaters. So it beat it handily by the per theater. Now it was a launch, obviously, and, there, and a lot of people went on July 4th specifically for Sound of Freedom. But this shows you when you start you start having numbers that are even close to some of the Hollywood's biggest spendings. I and mean, this is Disney's massively spending Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford, right, who's now in his 80s. But Angel also reported that its pay-it-forward promotion grossed an additional $2.67 million thanks to patrons buying gift tickets for others for future use. Under normal industry practice, that revenue should be counted as they are used but with that among added, the day's total film would be 14.2 million, which would make it number one for the day. So it was number one in theater, and obviously if you look at the pay-forward ticket. So this is awesome. This pay-forward model is an amazing model that helps us beat the Hollywood out. I would highly recommend the show. Um, my wife and I went and saw it on the fourth. I know many people saw it backstage that were they did the did it the night the day before. I think Gus and Terry and others actually went and saw it on the third. Um, but it is an extremely well done movie that, um, that you don't leave there depressed. You leave there more educated and ready to fight the battle that we're in. So I highly suggest you get to that. Get your friends and family to go to it. Buy their tickets if you'd like. You can pay forward those tickets. Again, that is a whole angel.com thing that you can go look at. But this is an exciting time to see what this has done. 
Here's a whole other article. The Caviezel Sound of Freedom hits 92% approval from Rotten Tomatoes critics. So when you start getting that type of, uh, that, that's pretty crazy. Um, they, the, the elites did everything they could to keep this movie from coming out. So that, that's, the, that's the story in of itself. It's another reason why I, I, I ask you to support this movie by seeing it in a theater as well as um, potentially investing or helping get, get point your friends and family to the free tickets or even um, potentially even so buying some tickets for future people that can't afford it. Um, this is this is this next couple of months is going to be critical of getting this message out that this is a real problem. To be honest, it wasn't nearly um, as expansive of, of the message as I thought it was going to be. It was pretty much showing the child sex trafficking um, industry, but it didn't get into how Hollywood and the elites and adrenochrome and organ harvesting all the ugly, ugly stuff. It did not get into, and it didn't show any of the real gross stuff either. But it was extremely well done. Um, that that is, you know, that that is that that I think you can have even your even your leftist friends go to and enjoy because um, it's truth. And th th again, I believe this is what is going to unite us. I think you even said something about that, right? About uh, the fact that once it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you are, what race you are, or anything like that. All the stuff they're trying to divide us on. One big unification is when we find out who is actually trapped our children and hurting our children and torturing our children that is going to be a unifier so let's get this information out there's some there's some uh, I think that are, I'm not even gonna name the name of the person I can t say it but a, a telegram channel written a book on sex trafficking supposedly is a victim of that may well very well be but it's talking uh, but basically throws everybody in her bus was saying crazy things about Amanda Grace crazy things about Glenn Beck as well as Jim Caviezel I'm not, not sure about Caviezel but um, against uh, the star that he plays, can, that Jim Caviezel uh, plays on this, and they're basically saying that he's he's a pedophile. So it's just really um, sad to see attacks on something that can be used so effectively. So please uh, think about that, pray about that. But I, I would love for you to get the word out and share share this, share this video to, that talks about this, share other things that will get people to understand. Uh, again, when you get 92% approval from Rotten Tomatoes critics, that's pretty darn good. And, uh, I, and I think that, that you're going to see even better audience um, information coming out about that or audience approval of the show. AP, A AFP Intel leads to record child rescue operation in the Philippines. So we look at these type of things and see the success factors of what's going on and with arrests going on in a group that I'd like you to consider joining as well. It's just a free platform like Facebook, but it's a Facebook replacement. I talk about it uh, often because uh, this is where we're congregating so you won't be isolated. That's the neighborhood.social. So just like you have truth.social that kind of replaces Twitter, you have neighborhood.social that replaces Facebook. So if you want to be connected with other people that are thinking like you, that are Christian patriots, make sure you're on neighborhood.social. And then there's groups you can join. One of the groups is PCR, Project Children Rescue, where we pray below the shofars and, and, and just keep updated on all these operations. In this specific, this specific operation, AFP intelligence has led to 16 children in the Philippines being removed from harm by the Philippine National Police, believed to be the most child abuse victims rescued at one time. The children, the youngest age 10, were found during warrants in the North Philippines late last month, 
as a result of an international child protection investigation. So guys, this is what we need to be doing a, a ton more of to stop this, this, this uh, horrible, horrible, um, hugely growing industry. Right? If you look at some of this, the, the rest of this article, it, it'll dig into, um, I'm sorry, this article here, some of the stats they talk about here. The closing title states accurately that there are more people enslaved now by sex trafficking than there were when slavery was legal. And the nightmare lived by captured children is unspeakable, unimaginable, and all too real. Let's be clear. This matters more than the cocaine or opioids industry, right? Because you, you sell that once, and here they, they, they can sell a child um, six, ten times a night um, for years, right? It's, it's, it, this is an atrocious thing that we need to, to, uh, to attack, all right? So appreciate anything you guys can do, and here we do see some, some um, actual success here happening so hey this episode is being sponsored by share healthcare in fact there's a link down below sharehealthcare.com slash rickb2t the cost of this these 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 uh christian sharing programs are way better than the what i call the cabal insurance it's only big pharma and they allow you to go go use big pharma where you need to but go with natural type doctors and they will actually pay it back. But the cabal insurance will only let you go one direction, right? Plus they have contracts. They don't pay a big percentage of things often. And again, if you're forced to go down a, a big pharma route when there's much better natural solutions, um, that is not where you, the, where you want to be led. So think about, uh, even look at that, this as a, as a uh, potential supplemental insurance as well. So uh, do your some research, but uh, I think you guys really enjoy uh, what I've done. I completely got rid of my cabal insurance, and I went with Share Healthcare. Again, you can uh, go find out all about that at sharehealthcare.com slash rickb2t, and uh, make sure that you use the rickb2t code when you sign up, and uh, that would that, and we will, we will get out of the, this cabal insurance as fast as we can. <laughs> Here's a Rick's Journal of Time Alone with God. So let me tell a little bit of my story here. And this is, um, I think, an important time to do that. I'm going to flip a little bit over to this uh, camera full for a reason. Um, what I'm going to do is dig into um, the story of what happened to me in Israel. Okay, I talked a little bit that's just at the backstagers, but I wanted to make sure here front stage uh, understood what happened as well. So I've been reading this book. And you'll find the link to it in the blog I'm going to point you to. It'll be in the show notes as well. And the, the, the blog is called Rick's Journal of Time Alone with God. You'll find that in the major blog section in the neighborhood.social, which I just talked about earlier. right? So it's a Facebook replacement, neighborhood.social, just like Twitter replacement is Truth Social. So neighborhood.social. Go check it out. You can download it on your phones as well. But I have a blog there now that talks about my story and actually shows you what God's been telling me lately with direct sentences for the first time ever, right? So let me talk about this story a little bit. And I'm going to use the blog as a guide if you guys want to go there. But basically, um, I always felt the Lord was talking to me over the last 20 years plus, right, since I've been a believer in my what, I, what many people call their inner man, right? As you're praying, you're spending alone time with him, you're studying, you're memorizing scriptures, whatever you're doing, um, I knew God was leading me. 
and I was obeying as best I could, right? Hearing from the Lord. And I, but I see very, I don't hear direct words from God. I never had, I never had heard direct words from God. I had only a very few visions, if you will, uh, um, that, that the Lord has given me. Um, the Lord used me in, in literally healing people, et cetera, other things that have been amazing, but, uh, but never heard directly from the Lord in words. And then I bought that book. It's not meant to be a secret by Nathan French. You'll find that. There's a link on it in the blog. You'll find it in the show notes. Again, that's, that is, it's not meant to be a secret. Um, and then the subtitle is, it, uh, God Wants to Speak to You. And that's my title for this little segment here. God Wants to Speak to You. Okay, so let's talk about why God wants to speak to you and what I think he's doing here. And I think it's quite exciting. Um, is number one is the is is that this is not as nearly as hard as I thought, and and this book moved me in a big way. So I started for two or three weeks. I was using it in my prayer time in the morning, and I would just soak in. Um, and what it was is Nathan French writing down what the God was saying to him directly, his the words directly, and it would say some certain things in many ways. Since he's a he's a kind of a lay pastor, if you will didn't go to seminary, right, and go through all this schooling, but loved the Bible, taught the Bible, and uh, and he was called into, and, and amazing things are happening, and God's using him, just like he's using this ministry of Blessed to Teach, right? So when I was reading the words to him every single day and soaking in, I, and it wasn't like I was just reading, I was reading over and over again as if, if God was talking to me, right? So it was really cool for those two or three weeks, and then I just have a plane to, to Israel, I'm on this obviously 18-hour flight or something like that, right? Or maybe it's 12 hours, 12, 12 hours flight or so, maybe 13. And um, I get through about half the book, and 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 then you can then at the end, the end of the book, there is, and I'm about half of the book doing this over three weeks. So I just wanted to get that story out of the way. Part by part, it's important to understand that I was sulking in the words and understanding how God was talking to Nathan. And the appendix at the end, which was kind of surprising, he puts us at the end, but it makes sense now. It told you how he trains others to hear directly from God. And uh, that was kind of exciting to me to, to go, wow, he's training somebody. And I thought it was going to be this like five or six pages of detail, right? Instead, it was like five bullet points, okay? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> and so I'm going to show that over here. So let me move to the other screen again, and I'll show you. So, so this is a little bit of my story. I just talked about that. And you'll see uh, there's a link here to, his, to the store where you can get the book. I'll just, I'll just click on that real quick so you can see it. This is the store. He's got three books now. Uh, and they're basically just his, uh, his saying what God's talking to him each you know, couple times a week or three times a week or whatever is happening. And this, this was 2012. This is 2018. I think this was the 2021 book. So I had this book. It's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. And it shows a door opening. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 16, 19. Okay, so this is the book I'm reading. I'm halfway through it. And in, and in the appendix of it, um, I actually took some notes of what it said to do to hear from God. And it was so simple, I, I couldn't believe it. Right? It said, steps to hear from God. One, get quiet. Right? Most, a lot of people don't do that. Get quiet, just alone with God, right? With no disruptions, right? Number two, communicate with the Lord, right? So I did uh, these two things quite a bit, but I never did step three, 
right? Step three says, expect to hear, get your pen and paper ready is faith. So when you had your pen or paper, for, for me, I, I do I do nothing on pen and paper. <laughs> it's lousy writing, and I and I just always have liked to electronic everything. I, I get a, I have my note here. It goes to my both my laptop and my and my it can go to go to my my uh, uh, tablet, etc. Right. So I just love syncing things. I'm a technology guy, right? So expect to hear them. So get your hands on the keyboard. Is what that meant to me, right? And it says, four, write down what the Lord says and share. And I thought, whoa, that is pretty simple. And then they, they go through some examples later in that penny about how people started hearing from the Lord for the first time ever. And so the Lord's clearly told me to start to teach that to you guys, to my audience, okay? Is that this is not hard. And God, this is a specific, important time that everybody's listening to the Lord, as best they can. It is vital to get close to the Lord. And I've been talking about that for the last two years, right? Make sure you are in the Word of God. Make sure you're worshiping Him. That's why we have praise and prayer. Twice a week can we have Word and worship twice a week as well with that beautiful music. So four times a week you can just have this beautiful music and be worshiping and praising Him as you're either learning the Word or you're or getting praise reports and praying for specific things. Those are the, tip, the avenues you can use. But your alone time is critical right in the word of god and uh so so what i did is i got quiet i started communicating with the lord and i put my hands on the keyboard and i i typed literally speak to me lord and for the first time in my life um, I, I wrote this in the third person here but i um I heard, I heard the lord speaking to me directly in sentences And uh, you can actually see that first communication at the bottom of this blog. So it starts on June 9th. I'm putting the most recent ones at the top. Um, but you, it's similar to what we did with the little ones blog. If those of you are backstage, um, so so. The, uh, but uh, but I wanted to make sure the Lord told me He wanted these out. I said, well, okay, I'll get it out in a year, right, Lord? Like like Nathan French did because he's, you know, he put a book out, but it's like it was two years ago when he, when he was hearing. He goes, no, I want you to do the recent stuff. I'm going, oh, wow. Um, and so obviously I'm not putting the confidential stuff in here that I'm obviously talking to God about. But uh, the first time I ever talked to the Lord happened on June 9th when I was in Tel Aviv Airport. So I was in the, I'm sorry, Tel Aviv Hotel. I, I landed, I was in the Tel Aviv Hotel on July 9th. And I was all by myself. And uh, that, that, is, that is when, um, before Gus had gotten in, to, I think that was when Gus got in, or maybe Gus was out or something like that, but I had, I had a hotel room to myself, had the quiet time, and it happened. Now, the, now then, then it, we were so busy. It was, like a, it was like a boot camp, right? And so bottom line is I didn't have much time, and the, the, I, I, was, I, was, I was bordering on whenever I don't get enough sleep, I start to get sick, right? Especially multiple days in a row, and that was starting to happen. So I... I was, uh, it was the 16th, of now we're all the way to the 16th, so it was almost uh, a week later, right? Um, and I am um, uh, here, the Lord say, get up and get, on, get your hands on the keyboard. I was going, <laughs> and here's what I said. I said, I need more sleep or I might get sick. I also might wake up Gus. I was pushing back on having to get up. I was extremely tired. And... Um, then, then the Lord said to me something that he said to Nathan several times in his book, delayed disobedient 
De delayed obedience is disobedience. Now, he said that several times in Nathan the book, and it kind of hit me. And it's kind of funny. Uh, um, we have another backstager that I met with the other day that this moved him as well. The, this delayed obedience is disobedience. So I jumped out of my bed, <laughs> opened up my laptop, I went to the electronic notepad, um, you know, in my notes, and my and I and I and I turned down the screen to where you couldn't even see what I was typing, right? And I just closed my eyes and I type. And this is what I do: I just close my eyes and I type. And I obviously have a bunch of mistakes by the time I'm done, but I can clean those up later. I'm just listening to the Lord and having a conversation with the Lord. I kind of changed it from just listening to Him. And then I turned it into kind of documenting what I, instead of not documenting what I was thinking or asking, I started documenting my conversation with him. So you'll see that in here if you'd like to go see my conversations with the Lord and what you could be doing yourself as well. Now, again, he's not going to be talking to people who aren't in the Word of God, right? You need to be in the Word of God, right? So, so I'll, I'll continue that. So since Rick returned from Israel, he tries to spend alone time with God, expecting to hear from the Lord as he converses with the Lord by and typing what he says nearly every day. Okay, I think I've done this almost every day since I've been back. Right, and I'm sure there's going to be times that, that I won't. I, Nathan probably did it two or three times a week. I would say is what he's at least, at least what he's sharing. Um, but the Lord's telling me to do this on a regular basis. First, Rick prays. Now, I want to make sure that I think it's important too to understand that you have to get your heart ready and make sure that you're not hearing from anything else. Right, that's very vital. So, uh, for I pray, pray. So, first, Rick prays his morning prayers. Thanking the Lord, putting his armor of God on, does a few scripture memory verses, prays for protection and direct communication protected from any spirit except the Holy Spirit. So you can see there's a couple of things. I'm doing my morning prayers. I'm putting my armor of God on. This is where I'm binding spirits and loosing spirits. You'll see that when you take my course in the Impactor for Truth course. I share exactly what that is, what, how to know what your calling is and how to adjust and have a morning prayer that allows God to direct you and make your path straight. That's what my whole morning prayer is. That's a whole separate subject. But make sure you get your mind right. You're thanking him. You're, you have a heart of thankfulness. You have your armor on. You, you, know, you know that you ask God to, 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 to direct your paths, all that type of stuff, right? That's what I've been doing for years anyway. But then, then you do a few scripture memory. Then I, do, then I do a few scripture memory verses to make sure I'm in the word of God specifically, right? Then I pray for this protection. And then I close my eyes with my hand on the keyboard, right? So uh, I actually pray when I'm sleeping. Yeah, and when I wake up, I don't even get out of bed when I do my morning prayer. So I go through this morning prayer thing, and I'm done. Right, then I get up. Normally, I'm, I can, I'm earlier than my wife, so I can go actually be, be quiet at that point in time and go directly into um, some scripture memory and, and getting into asking that put a hedge of protection around me. Nothing, uh, uh, you, you, Amanda does this in detail, talking about being in a secret place, and, uh, t and calling down all this other stuff, etc. I, I, I have a pretty simple prayer just to make sure that I'm only hearing from the Holy Spirit and no other spirit, right? And uh, making sure I have a hedge of protection around me and uh, Lord speak to me, right? And um, then and again, I've closed my eyes on the keyboard. Now you can do this any way you want. Have your pen and paper ready, listen to the Lord, but expect Him. That's your faith. Expect Him. That's that third thing it said, right? Get quiet. Communicate with the Lord. Expect to hear Him. Get your pen and paper out. After you've got your heart right, you're ready to hear from him. You say, speak to me, Lord. You're quiet. You start communicating to him. Uh, I often just say, how are you doing, Lord? I know Amanda does that sometimes, so I started doing that a little bit. Or, or Lord, what do you have for me today? 
um, or I or I have something's really bothering me and I document it, right? A lot you won't see a lot of that here because a lot of that's usually personal things or things that 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 were that are disruptive in the ministry or something, right? Like that. So uh, you'll see a dot 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 when I had when I have some of that personal stuff I've cut out, but. Uh, but here's so I, I here here's Wednesday July fifth and July fourth and July third and July second. You know this is on the main page of the blog and I just noticed that the mobile app doesn't have a way to get to the blog so I'll be updating that. Um, but uh, but you can probably see it on my personal page and link to it, right? So probably the best thing is to go to Rick Rick B two T personal and he, and you can find this blog. It'll also be in the show notes so you can link to it, right? This goes all the way down to, it's almost, I think it is every day since I got back. Um, so, so this is way more than most of you want to read. But, if, but uh, I had another person con connect with me and go, whoa, this has really had a big impact on me. So here's the first day. And, uh, and the first day was here um, I, where I said, speak to me, Lord. And he just started talking to me, okay? In, and this is really a cool experience to get more clarity exactly what he's telling me. And uh, and then the second t time that you'll see, uh, that was June 9th from Tel Aviv, Israel. It was a hotel. And then the second time he talked to me was uh, was the 16th, right? When he had me get up out of bed, said, delayed obedience is disobedience, right? And this is the first time I've ever gotten a word for somebody else, which is another very cool thing because God wants to speak to us. God wants to speak to you. That's what all this is about. It's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. It doesn't mean everybody's a prophet. There's offices of the prophet, like the, the Robin Bullocks and the Julie Greens and all, and, and the Kim Clements, right? And then there's uh, obviously there is you and I that are have all have all kinds of different callings, different spiritual gifts. But I believe we all can hear from the Lord, right? That is something that this book taught me that I really never really considered. So it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. I really suggest you pick up a copy of this. I have a link to it. I'll have that in the show notes. You can just go find it on Amazon or um, th there's a link to his actual store, which is NathanFrenchMinistries.com. That's NathanFrenchMinistries.com. And, uh, and I also suggest you just go check out my blog if you're interested in this at all. But... Um, and then you can see later I started taking it into where I put in italics what I'm saying. It'd be pretty obvious. Uh, how to prepare, Lord. I submit to you fully, Lord. How do I explain it to others? Right. So I'm, I'm having conversations with God and he's answering me. So this is a really cool thing. I think this is the time that God wanted me to teach this so that you guys would come to understand how to do it yourself. Again, it's not meant to be a secret. <laughs> God wants to speak to you. That's my main message. I want to get into some more news now. Um, and uh, at 7 o'clock, we're going to be going into Bible study with Gus. So I wanted to um, also just get through a bunch of news. I'm going to read a Julie Green prophetic word, and I'm going to do a teaching on Daniel 11, which I think you'll enjoy as well. So let's dig into some good news here. This is DefendingTheRepublic.org, which is Sidney Powell's website. And if you, do, if you subscribe to this, you'll get, a, I think, a Friday newsletter usually. But uh, they pulled together just some, some articles, and here's the Supreme Court declares independence. This is this all the all just kind of summarizes the whole um, affirmative action case and other cases that they came out with last week that were big. Um, they talk about these eight quotes from Gorsh's in the landmark free speech case, um, where where the 
the bake the cake thing, right, or, or, or other people that didn't want to do a website for a gay marriage, um, they have the right to do that because they're religious freedom, all right? And then you have the, uh, there's other articles here about the anti-LGBT backlash puts a chill on corporate America's rhetoric. I know it was, to me it was horrible this year, but if you look at the statistics of uh, U.S. companies are talking less about LGBT Pride Month, mainly because of what we did to them with, with Bud Light and what we've done with the Disney movies, etc. Does Disney lost over over eight hundred and ninety million dollars in their last, I think, nine movies because they've gone completely woke and nobody wants to watch them anymore, right? A huge, they've lost a huge amount of their audience. But this shows in twenty twenty two, it was a forty six percent increase over twenty twenty one, which is a hundred and fifty percent increase over twenty twenty. In 2019, it was a pretty, uh, it was growing, but nothing. So in 2020, they put a full court press on the LGBT um, movement and moving into all the way into the plus, if you will, which I believe is going to try to lead to try to normalize pedophilia. So that's why we have to attack this with the Caviezel movie and everything else right now. But the good news is it's come down. It was down 39% from last year. So we've made progress. That's the whole point of this article. Anti-LGBT backlash puts a chill on the corporate America's rhetoric. So we've got to punish corporate America when they do silly things like this that are, are completely anti-God. And uh, that, that's working, guys. So, so, you, so I just want to make sure you have some positive news in here. Here, Sweden shocks Europe, abandons the unstable green energy agenda. So uh, we're starting to see that common sense is starting to take place over, over the, this, this uh, Green New Deal type thinking. That's that's literally designed to destroy capitalism, right? And then in things that make sense, even even Jackson came. Uh, I think at this that uh, they talk about the the judicial activism here and all all about affirmative action. I thought that was interesting. Supreme Court strikes down the Biden student loan forgiveness, showing that uh, that was based on uh, he didn't really have the authority to do that. And even opposition is rising in the transgender athletes. So there's just a lot. I just wanted to point you to this resource that may give you some positive news when you're not getting much positive news, right? <laughs> uh, talking about how we're fighting this stuff. Here's Bud Light, his desperate move to save the 4th of July sales, but there's a huge problem showing that whole article. It points, and this is pointing to other articles, and they just do a good job summarizing it for us. Uh, Disney is bleeding out of the big money. That's the $890 million loss they made. Um, and so I just think uh, this is a, a something I want to point to. You'll find that in the show notes, but you can just also find it by going to Defending.Republic. That is Sydney Powell's uh, main organization. Uh, the alleged DOG misconduct is true. A judge could dismiss the whole case against Trump. So this um, whole D DOJ literally trying to bribe people into into going against Trump is, is uh, being completely... Um, exposed. It's it's a beautiful thing, and so that this is just an opinion article, but you can see that the things are moving in the direction that we need them to move in. Um, I know that Juan is going to be on tomorrow night. I want to predecess, predicate that a little bit on the fact that he he's going to be giving some harsh messages, right? Uh, even when Nino was on here, Nino Rodriguez, who talks to Juan regularly, was on uh, last week, I believe it was, and he talked about that the, the White Hats have tried to take this back three times, take back the country three times, and has failed, supposedly. And I'm saying, yeah, of course, because they're trying to do it with man versus with God, right? <laughs> so 
this is going to get to the point where we've done everything we can and we have to finally all of us cry out save us right that's why you'll see in julie's prophetic word today we have to unite and use our authority like never before we've been talking about this for a long time but guys this is the time not to play church is, is what part of her word will say as we dig into that but uh that's what i so i wanted to make sure you guys get your mindset right when you hear juan tomorrow He's basically trying to activate you just like General Flynn is and Clay Clark is, right? Um, but I want you guys to make sure you don't fall into fear and make sure that your authority and being part of the remnant is the key to, to winning this whole battle. That's really going to be the key. It's a spiritual battle. This is not white hats going to take over the black hats. That is, that is, that is just a very small part of this um, supernatural battle um, for the ages that we're involved in right now, right? All right, so let's uh, let's move on here because this is now getting into uh, Wong coming up tomorrow. Then the following week we'll have Brian Artis as well as Stella Emanuel, um, dynamic speaker on the Reawaken tour. You got Reverend Craig Hagen out of Rainbow Bible Study. Again, that's the his dad wrote the book um, about a believer's authority. That is, that is part of what Amanda gives out. That's what Clay changed Clay Clark's life from being a business-oriented man to truly giving his life to this cause. Bill Polney will be coming on as well as Jim Meehan, who was an MD, has now become a functional doctor and understands what this big pharma cartel has done versus what we need to be going in the future for healthcare. So those are all very, very um, awesome interviews I'm excited about having. But Julie's word today, this was from release this morning, okay? Um, I have volunteers that takes it into the searchy platform and so you can find all these right away in the searchy by the way if you're backstage member it's free now um it's pay forward model so appreciate those of you who are paying and those of you who can pay please do but uh, you can come on for free and actually um search the searchy tool of all the prophecies of julie green and and amanda grace as well as some others from kim clement etc so let's dig into these are the days to stand united is the is the is, is the message here and again this is this is where i believe god wants us to see if you're listening to this show you're probably one of the remnant right because a lot of people aren't going to sit there and want to listen to the story i just said a lot of people aren't going to want to be hearing what the prophets are saying they're too much into the junk intel and they're going to um, and, and there's there's a lot of viewers out there on that right so just i just i just want to let you know that if you're if you're interested in this stuff you're probably one of the remnant he's talking to you right now i believe here we need to take this battle on because because the the other ones that all the people that are spending all their time in junk intel and aren't activated or all the people that are asleep that we need to have the people that want to the, and know this is a spiritual battle and is going to be using their authority right now to come together and unite okay so let's listen to uh, what this the, the lord's saying through julie here stand firm stand strong stand united and not divided for these are the days to stand and hold your ground hold your ground in solidarity hold your ground firm be firmly placed on my word i have warned you about things that are shaking i have warned you about things that are changing i have warned you about storms perfect storms spiritual storms i have warned you about the volcanic eruptions eruptions of truth i have warned you about things that are shaking so strong like an earthquake i have warned you of these things that are about to change i have warned you of these things that are about to shift 
a shift, a great shift in the atmosphere, a great shift of things spiritually, a great shift of things politically, a great shift of power and authority, a great shift of finances, a great shift of my church being where it should have been all along. Yeah, so there's uh, that's obviously just setting up to everything that we've been talking about over the last at least year and a half, right, about your authority in Christ and that because of, because of this shift. And this is going to get into that authority in Christ in a second. These are the days where you have to stand firmly on my word because your adversary is coming. He's coming with things to distract. He's coming with things to destroy. He's coming with things to get you in fear, to get you in worry. He's coming with things that get you off of the path that I have for you, getting you off of my truth that is setting you free, getting you off of your authority. He's sending these things. He's doing these things. Know that he's coming. He's coming like a lion. I said like I never said he was. He's coming like a lion seeking who he may devour. He's coming. He's on the prowl. But don't give him attention. Stand your ground. Use my authority. Use my name. Resist him. Rebuke him. And he has to listen. These are the days to stop putting up with things. Stop putting up with things that he's done to you. This just reminds me of a experience I had with my son Josh. We were at a a uh, reawakened tour, I believe it was, and Mike, no, it was the truth about cancer, and and Mike Smith was there speaking at it, and he's the one who did Out of the Shadows, right? Another great movie to have your friends watch after they've watched Sound of Freedom. Um, I think Gus was telling about this, where he took his family to Sound of Freedom, and then afterwards showed him, showed him uh, Out of the Shadows, and you hit those two things together, and people will know this is real, right? But, uh, wow, um, when I had that breakfast with him and it was just me and Josh sitting by Mike and, and, he, and he sat there and told us the story of him having a vision in his dream. And here he is, uh, I think he studied seven martial arts, you know, he's a, and he's a stunt man, right? So this guy is one of the toughest guys on the planet. And uh, he saw Satan coming after him and, it said, and, he was, and Satan was just beautiful and was coming toward him and it was like uh, with evil intent he could tell and he knew he had no chance to fight him here's the, here's one of the most you know strongest most courageous persons on the planet and he and he's he's in absolute fear he can't he knows he can't do anything he's a and and uh, so he starts um saying in the name of jesus stay away from me in the name of jesus stay away from me and he kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and finally he just Boom, put on his armor of God. He said, by the blood of Jesus. And he basically says, I put on my, he put on his armor of God, saying, I belt the truth, buckled around my waist, breastplate of righteous saw on my feet, fitted with the bread from the gospel of peace, that right before Satan was about ready to touch him. And uh, my, my, my shield of faith and my sword, helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And all of a sudden, boom, Satan went away. And he, and he woke up and he was going, Satan can't touch me. Satan can't touch me. He realized the power of the Word of God, the power of the armor. And it was like, wow. And that's what God's telling us right now, guys. He's telling us right now to use our authority. Don't concentrate on Satan, but use our authority. Resist him. Rebuke him. He has to listen. Right? He can't touch you if you plead the blood of Jesus and have your armor off. 
Stop putting up with feelings. Stop putting up with those thoughts. Stop putting up with that pain. Stop putting up with that sickness. Stop putting up with that financial distress. Stop putting up with things going wrong in your marriage. Stop putting up things that are going wrong with your children. Stop putting up with things that are going wrong in your churches. Stop putting up with the things going wrong in your government. Stop putting up. I said, use my authority. This is a big message I talk to people about quite a bit as well, guys is that you don't need to ask for a lot of prayer requests. If you are, are, are a mature believer, and a part of the remnant, and you have authority. Because you're going to take authority over your marriage. You're going to take authority over the problems with your kids. And you're going to pray it, and you're going to do it with a, the authority of Christ, and things are going to start happening. Right? And, uh, and I think it's not this bad to give your prayer request, but just, just make sure you minimize those because you use your own authority over your life. And then start being a blessing to others by using your authority for them, right? And teaching them how to use their authority. Teach them how to fish versus always praying for them, right? So, so that's a big part. Teach people how to fish, which means teach, just like I'm trying to teach you guys how I'm hearing from God right now, very early in my process from January, from June 9th, right? Um, uh, when you start using your own authority and you start seeing the success, you can teach people exactly that. It's a beautiful thing. I've given this earth to you. It is now time for you to know who you are. You have that authority. You have that authority and power in my name. I have given you the resurrection power. I have given you the blood of Jesus. I have given you everything that you need. I have given you my armor. I have given you my word. I have given you this authority. Now I just need my children to use it in this time. This is a time where you need to take, uh, I'm sorry, this is a time where you need to use your authority on a daily basis. Don't back off. Don't back off. The more pressure not to use it, the more pressure your enemy will try to get you to give in to certain things. Did you see this, guys? This is real key. This is not what I've been talking about. In fact, when I wait, when I do my morning prayer, I was telling you about earlier. I literally was talking about binding the spirits of rulers, authorities, and powers, and the, the principalities of this dark world. I bind them in Jesus' name by the power of authority you've given us in the name above all names. Now you hear me say all the time, and by His shed blood, by that power of His blood and His name, I demand that you bind, that, that 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 these spirits. These rulers, authorities, and powers of this dark world are bound, and we loosen heaven, the angels of all rankings and divisions, to help me keep my path straight as a teacher of truth and uh, equipper of the saints. Whatever your calling is, is what I what I do there. But the whole point is, is that, is that the Lord's telling you to use your authority daily, and that means that just whatever it is, if something that is wrong in your marriage or your health, you you use your authority to call that down and to call in health, call in what you need to call in, bind what you, what, what you don't want to have in your life. I love it. Uh, but again, instead of having to ask everybody else to pray for you, you're doing that yourself, in a, right? Every once in a while, obviously, having other people pray for you is not a bad thing, especially in areas that you feel locked in, but, but you should be able to get out of that. And uh, again, call down this cabal, of, uh, in all seven mountains of cultural influence, whatever you feel led to pray about, do it with authority. Not, oh, please, God, help me. Right? It's like, 
by the power of Jesus' name, right? There's a difference in authority. I hope you can understand that. And if we all come together in unity and we're all using our authority versus pleading, you're gonna, we're going to see that results in our life and that's going to compound to be amazing work. You need to make it very clear to him that you know who you are with me, that you know your authority, that you know the blood covenant, that you know that name is above every name. Be very clear. Be very clear and let your enemy know where he belongs. He belongs under you, under your feet. Make him your footstool. He's supposed to be under there. Don't let him get up anywhere else. By the name of Jesus, get down below my feet, Satan. Guys, this is what uh, the Lord's telling us to do right now. This is a time where there's going to be a crash of many things, a collision course of things that are coming, and it's right at the time where they're about to collide. And people automatically think, when I say crash, they automatically think economy. Yes, that's included, but there are many things that are coming that is going to destroy what you see. The chaos around you, the tyranny around you, the evil around you. Yes, things are coming. This is the reason why I'm telling you this. I told you these are the days of judgment. I've already said this, but I'm saying it again to remind my children, these are not the days to play church. These are not the days to just dilly-dally, you would say. These are not the days, I mean, these are the days to get serious. These are the days to put my word first. Put me first. Not your job, not even your spouses, not your children, and not things going on around the world. Put me first. Because in this time of shaking, your enemy is trying to break you. He's trying to shake you. He's trying to get any hope that you have. And he's trying to steal it with circumstances, tests, trials, and things of that sort. Remember I told you in my word that the enemy comes to what? To steal, to kill, and destroy. He's a thief. He's trying to take something that's already yours. Don't let him. He doesn't have that power. So in this time, remember what my word says. Get it down in your hearts because when the enemy comes, you can speak my words with boldness and assurity that he is a loser, that he is defeated, that you have exactly what I promised you, which is victory. Exactly what I promised you is that you are overcoming every obstacle, every test, every trial. These are those days right before a Red Sea-like moment where the desperation grows, where things look more impossible, where people are going to get more in distress if they don't listen. Listen. If you have ears to hear, listen to what I'm saying. I'm making it very clear. Be prepared to stand. Stand your ground. Stand and stand. Therefore, read in my word in Ephesians. Read in my word how to stand. Do all stand? Stand. Get my words down deep. So when your enemy comes, he can't steal it. We just talked about Mike Smith's story. What did he do? He ended up putting on his armor right in front of Satan. And Satan left. Why? Because Satan couldn't touch him. And Satan can't touch you. 
So again, therefore, read in my words in Ephesians. Read in my word how to stand. Do all stand? Stand. Get my word down deep so when your enemy comes, he can't steal it. These are the days where he's going to try to do many things. But I will tell you, these are the same days where you can celebrate. These are the same days where you can have joy. These are the same days where you can have peace. These are the same days of great and mighty celebration and victory. Don't get caught up with standing your ground because the enemy is coming. People want to get caught on that and fear wants to come in. Don't get caught up on that part, but get caught up with me and my glory and the revelations that I have for you and the things that I have for you in this day. So in other words, just put on your armor and then get close to God. These are the great days, even though there are days where it looks so hard and dark and harsh. These are the days where I'm perfecting your faith. I'm showing you my light and my light will shine brighter. So receive my words this day and receive my glory. Receive my truth that sets you free. These are the days of freedom. These are the days of freedom. These are days of restoration. These are the days of great and mighty things that you have been praying for, hoping for, or wishing for, for some. But there it is. It's almost here. So don't give up now. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't lose hope. Because I am your hope. I'm your victory. I'm everything you need, and I'm showing you that right now. I'm taking things out of the hands of man where they were trying to do everything on their own. I'm taking them to a place where they can't so I can show up, so I can be the one to show my children in this world who I truly am. I wanted to back up right here. This is an important paragraph, I believe, and I believe it's showing us what God, exactly what God's going to do. So even if one... O'Savin is right that the White Hats have tried like three times to take back the country and for some reason couldn't do it. You know, probably because they're evil and they threatened to, I have a dirty bomb, I'm going to blow up half of America, right? Whatever their threats were or whatever the power that the deep state still is holding on to, to where it wasn't the right time. And I think it's going to be just like the Red Sea where, you know, they did everything God told them to. <clears throat> and, then it, and then they left and they got all these riches poured on them with the Egyptians giving them gold and silver and giving them their garments and all this stuff, right? And they leave and they're, they're yeah, we're free. And uh, then the, what happened after that? Some pretty ugly, scary stuff, right? The Egyptian army came after them when they were trapped at the Red Sea, right? And uh, I believe this is what God's doing right now is that, he, that he's, he's mobilized the White House has infiltrated the infiltrators with military tribunals, etc. Right, and uh, we, there's a lot of good things happening, like we're seeing with at the courts because of what Trump did, and um, people are waking up, and and that nobody else, that nothing can stop what's happening, right, etc. But it's still not going to be enough, and 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 what's going to happen is that is that we're going to get to a point where it looks like the near death experience, what what Juan talks about, is going to be we're going to be at that precipice, right. And then God's going to show up and show off. Right? 
just like he did when he split that Red Sea. Now, what moment that will be and what circumstance it will be, how bad is it going to get, I don't know. But what we do know is that it, this is not going to be like uh, all these big channels. Not, not that I'm saying, not, not trying to not, not criticize them because some of them are doing great work. But just focus on the, the white hat does this, the patriots are in control, blah, 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 blah. Right? This is not, um, they're not in control. God's in control. <laughs> God's in control of the patriots, right? But the patriots are going to have to turn completely to God. That's the point. I want to show my love. I want to show my mercy. I want to show my grace. I want to show them miracles and the signs and wonders that I have for you, for so many, every person. I want every person to receive. They won't. Not every person will, but I have it for them. That's my will for them. So take hold and receive these words this day. Receive what I have. Receive me. I've always been here for you, and I just want to show you how loved you really are, saith the Lord. This is an important part right here. Every person, I want every person to receive. He wants to do miracles through you, right? But you got to ask. You don't ask, you're not going to get it, right? So he wants to do signs and wonders through you. And everybody has different spiritual gifts, but you can still ask for things you don't even have. And this is what I was saying. If you want to hear from God, you got to ask him. That's one thing that we just taught on the five steps, right? The third step was in faith, have pen and paper ready and expect to hear from him and write down what he says. So we talked about earlier. Whew, beautiful stuff from Julie Green's prophetic word. And uh, the Lord Lord just getting our, us ready for amazing things, the glory to come upon us. I want to go over a little bit more um, of the uh, of, of some, some news. Then we'll get into uh, teaching on Daniel 11. Metro Bank blocks a group of 2,000 gender-critical parents from opening a business account after bosses signed up to controversial charity Stonewall's diversity champion scheme. So basically they're talking against, you know, coming together as an organization. They want to open a bank account and they can't. Because this is scary because this is a, they're pretty soon going to get to the point where you can't do transactions that you want to, let alone set up a bank account, right? So this is, comes back down to making sure that you're looking at financial freedom just like i'm talking about health care freedom with sharehealthcare.com right now as far as financial freedom get some financial advice from kirk elliott if you haven't done this yet even if you've done a transaction talk to him again i've done five transactions with him right and really think through what all where all your assets are where your cash is etc because if there's a bunch of money sitting in the bank and then it, will you be able to spend it will you be able to take it out when you need it um, these are things that you should think through and diversify. So you can get a free consultation from Kirk. Again, the link's down below in the video. Just like the Share Healthcare is also the KirkElliottPhD.com slash B2T. And that'll bring you to the story of me here. But most importantly, just call Kirk now and get on his calendar. Um, again, he's got a bunch of advisors um, to, to be so he can handle the inflow. It's one of the reasons why I... I I really chose Kirk because he's a patriot. He goes to these events. He loves the Lord. He understands the, the spiritual aspects of this battle. And he also understands um, how silver can not only protect you, um, be used as a solvent currency in, I mean, in an emergency. It can also be used from a liquidity perspective when you need it. Um, but more importantly, it has huge upside, guys, based upon what I believe is God's money when, this, when the Babylonian system crashes. 
the Babylonian system is still suppressing its value with massive derivatives. These, those are, they're shorting the silver like mad and, and the gold, right? And they're doing that as a survival mechanism pretty soon. Even when an article I showed you, JP Morgan could go under if the price of silver goes up to a certain point, that's why they have to continue. But they're not going to be able to buy all these derivatives as they, as the cabal starts, continues to lose their finances. And so that's why you want to do this. If you're one day late, it's over. You're not going to, you're not going to be participating in that part of the wealth transfer. So just make sure you get, get a hold of Kirk at 720-605-3900. They do this internationally as well. And again, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It matters It matters just the percentage of where you have any assets, right? Make sure you have that in the right place. Um, media jokes about cocaine found in the White House. We need a blow-by-blow -blow probe of this. So white substance found in Sunday that prompted evacuation was confirmed to be cocaine. And where do you, where do you think that came from? Not much of a surprise there if uh, Hunter's been in, in, in the office, right? Uh, but everybody's joking about this, et cetera, but it really kind of shows the new lows that Joe Biden has brought us to, All right? That's kind of where we have here. You got Trump saying, there are White House security tapes, the ones I openly and happily gave to the deranged Jack Smith, which will quickly show where the cocaine in the White House came from. They already know the answer, but they probably don't like it. <laughs> so Trump's weighing in on this stuff. He says, whatever happened to the 1,850 boxes of documents that Biden won't show to anybody? What about the docs found in Chinatown, D.C. and those in unsecured garage? Where Hunter stayed as China was sending Biden millions and millions of dollars for doing absolutely nothing. Maybe the nothing was for doing plenty. Obviously, that's the pay-for-play scheme, introducing them to their dad, etc. So Trump's putting the pressure uh, here to make sure everybody understands what is actually happening here. Christopher Ray to testify before the House Judiciary Committee next week. So again, that the House Congress is doing a great job of just exposing and educating the world, the narrative that people need to know to wake up to fight this battle together with us. Iris whistleblower Gary Shapley's lawyers fire back at Hunter Biden's team. And uh, that's interesting because uh, what, what you have here is a battle of them accusing this whistleblower of, of leaking to the Washington Post. Right. So they've called him out on that. Um, but this, this uh, cabal's mechanism is not working too well for them. The Kremlin's threat of sabotage by Ukraine um, at this, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this big, it's, it's Zaporizhia <laughs> nuclear plant is, is a re really high. So there's a lot of chatter going on out there. In fact, I even saw panic messages coming from people that the U.S. slash NATO slash Ukraine are going to purposely blow up this as a nuclear meltdown happens, use that as an excuse to be able to blame it on Russia and then use tactical nukes to attack Russia. And boom, we're going to be in a nuclear war on the, the fourth and fifth, right? Uh, so that was the panic that was going out around around a lot of social media channels. Um, but again, guys, I, I just spoke against this right away, right when I heard it, right? right uh, and that's what we do: use your authority, call this stuff down, right? That the false flags that the United States and NATO and United Nations and Ukraine are trying to do get confused, and they don't aren't able to exercise to them, right? that uh, everything they're doing, all the evil cabal is exposed. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, the name above all names. So this is the authority we use to call this panic down because we're not to live in fear at this point in time. 
Here's around the web. Um, France has fallen after a thousand buildings burnt, 5,000 vehicles destroyed, 3,300 arrests. Government vows to crack down on free speech. So this is, this is a, a mechanism. So you know that the good people were the ones that were revolting in France for months and months and months, right? Now what the cabal decided to do is take all the immigrants and a lot of the Muslim communities and basically really do the Antifa slash BLM burn down the city tap techniques so that they can what? Basically do a crackdown on free speech, right? Don't let anybody but the cabal speak. Right, that's exactly what they're doing. So we can expect that probably in the U.S., where they're going to try to use the all these migrants coming in, and uh, BLM and AT and and, and and try to create all kinds of chaos in this country. Right, there was a shooting just in Fort Worth on third, uh, I believe it was, where and a big festival in Fort Worth, and they haven't even found the shooters, but three people were killed and ten people ten people were in the hospital, I believe. With shootings down there so they're 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 activating people everywhere to create chaos in almost every city it's going to happen you can follow trump obviously on truth social he has some great stuff there so i'd suggest that hey with that i'm going to go ahead and get into this bible study and this is um on daniel 11 and this is a, a pretty long chapter but it's a, it, 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 there's a kind of a cool theme on this like th this article right here talks about Daniel 11 the most detailed prophecy in the Bible so I decided to uh, I was starting to read this um, I think it was with I can't remember I think it was Sunday I was teaching on Daniel 10 and I got there and it kind of brings you to a cliffhanger because you see this this vision of this man right and you get you hear all this detail and daddy almost faints and he has to strengthen him and you finally get to the point and it ends the chapter right right before what do you, he didn't what is he what's he, he didn't tell him anything <laughs> what's what's so so i started reading part of chapter 11 and so this is about the kings of the south and the north and it goes through um the detailed history about what's going to happen in daniel's time right in, in, in the future and this goes over multiple generations of what's going to happen there and um, and this goes through unlike chapters 2 um, 7 and 8 it uh, it actually goes oh, it, it, it actually is just talking about a, a, a smaller period of time right it doesn't go into the time of the Romans for instance and it doesn't go in uh, to the church age nothing really goes into the church age in the old testament that was the hidden mystery right the the whole church age we're in now so what you have here is uh, really talking about the syrian wars and what happened in history and it's amazing that to see that when daniel was actually writing in the in the detailed accuracy of this so let's dig into this it's kind of an awesome study again um, what many consider the most detailed prophecy in the entire bible so this is kind of an exciting thing if you look at it and try to trace it back to history. So let's dig let's dig into this a little bit. It says so now this big angel comes to him. Many people thought because he's so powerful thought it was a lord, but he had to get help from Michael to come down. Right? Many people think this is Gabriel and Daniel and uh, Gabe and and you have this mighty angel talking now to Daniel. And he says, and as for me, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. And this, and this is what this angel starts talking to him about. It says, and now I will show you the truth. Behold, three more kings shall arise in Persia, and a fourth shall be far richer than all of them. 
And when he has become strong through his riches, he shall stir up all against the kingdom of Greece. Then the mighty king shall rise, who shall rule the great dominion and do as he wills. So what most kings do, right? They get dominion and they do as their wills. That's why the cabal wants us to submit. Let them take over so they can do what they will, right? Bring the population down to 500 cages like the Rosetta Stone say, or, or right? Or not the Rosetta Stones. What are they? <laughs> Let me know in the chat what, what, what I'm trying to think of there. But the, the ones that just fell. Uh, so, um, But anyway, the whole point is they want to bring us down to 500 million. They want to have slaves and they want to be complete control and not have a big population of awake people. That's what they don't want. And so this is what mighty kings do, right? Verse 4 says, And as soon as he has arisen, his kingdom shall be broken and divided toward the four winds of heaven, but not to its posterity, nor according to the authority with which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up and go to others besides these. So this is really interesting. And if we kind of could go back to this article, which I thought was really well done, finally found one that I liked, and it talks a lot about the introduction to, to um, Daniel 1. It talks about the 70-week prophecy, talk about the burden, the Medo-Persian Empire, how they con and, and how it was conquered by Greece. That was Alexander the Great. We've already talked about all that stuff, right? And, Al and then Alexander the Great's empire was divided into four pieces, right? So when it says, who is the king of the north that this is talking about. So in Daniel 11, the king of the north refers to the successors of the Seleucus ruling north of the Holy Land, right? As we will see, the Seleucus kingdom was later defeated by the Roman Empire, and as it seems, the end-time fulfillment of the king of the north will be a revival of the Roman Empire, and that's a whole number topic that doesn't, that's, that's really not in Daniel 11, uh, but it is in um, it, it gets in Daniel 12 a little bit, which we'll get to shortly. Um, he who, who is the king of the south? In Daniel 11, the king of the south to, to the successors, and this is the people in Egypt, right? But the Ptolemy. So Ptolemy who ruled from Egypt south of the land. Um, as of this article, the king of the south shows the end time king of the south may represent the leader of a confederacy of Arab nations or the powerful Arab nations. As it was historically, Egypt will likely be involved. Before getting into the end time prophecies, consider the amazing detailed prophecies fulfilled during the centuries when Daniel wrote. So here's Daniel writing, and uh, this all this stuff's going to happen the next three or four hundred years before Christ, um, and before Rome even takes over. This is what Daniel 11. So here's where we get into the detailed of Daniel 11, located geographically between amb ambitious kingdoms to the north and south. The Jewish people during the post eclectic times were often caught in the, the rivalries of power between Egypt and Syria. So this is what happened. To, this is a kind of a great history lesson of what really happened before Christ came, before, before, before Rome came. I think it was one reason why he had Rome come to take over the whole world and standardize in the Greek language. So when Jesus came, everybody could communicate together and the gospel spread like mad in Greek, right? So um, this is kind of the predecessor to all this with the wars right right between the north and south, right between Palestine, where the Jewish people were in Jerusalem primarily. Um, verse 5, Expositors explains, the king of the south, verse 5, was to be Ptolemy I, Soter, son of Lagos, whose ambitions extended far beyond the borders of Egypt, over of which Alexander had placed him in charge to Palestine and to the, east, the rest of Asia. 
the prince under Ptolemy one who would become stronger than Ptolemy one was Salacious Nictor of the Seleucid Empire. So you can see this is match. So there's verse five matching back directly to history. And that's kind of the cool part about this whole thing that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, Georgia Guidestones. Thanks, Jeremiah. <laughs> I said Rosetta Stones <laughs> when I was trying to talk about the, the Georgia Guidestones. So that should be something easy to remember. It's, it, it's right there in Georgia. All right. Trying to get this back here. So, so um, pretty cool. And then, then we read six and seven. So let's get into six. Verse six, the agreement was proposed peace treaty that called for Antichius II to marry Bernice the daughter of Ptolemy II. But Antiochus already had a wife, a, a powerful and influential woman named Laodice. Laodice. She did not take kindly to being divorced. She therefore organized a successful conspiracy. She managed to have both Bernice and her infant son, who she had born to Antiochus, assassinated. Not long afterward, the king himself was poisoned to death and the pro- Lodi's party engineered a coup d'etat that put her in power as queen regent during the minority of her son, Seleucus uh, II, which was Calencius. In the manner, then, the prophecy was fulfilled concerning Bernice that she would be handed over, given up in the, in the King James Version, along with the nobles who supported her in Antioch. So isn't this cool? I mean, if you really dig into this and like history, um, it just shows you that all the stuff that we're reading here is just, just happening. Because we just read through this, the king of the south shall be strong, but one of his princes shall be stronger than he and shall rule, and his authority shall be uh, a great authority. After some years, they shall make an alliance. This is that alliance. And the daughter of the king of the south shall come to the king of the north to make an agreement. That's Bernice that we just saw, right? But she shall not retain the strength of her arm, and he and his arm shall not endure. Well, those two were assassinated, the son and the, and, and, the, and the daughter. But she shall be given up and her attendants, he who fathered her and he who supported her in those times. Right there, actual history predicted hundreds of years before it happened by Daniel. Right? All with this, between the Seleucus and the Ptolemy um, empires fighting each other. Right? Verse 7 says, Ptolemy... Three, this Ergidas organized a great expeditionary force against Syria in order to avenge his sister's death. The war raged from 246 to 241, about five years. Finally, he returned to Egypt, laden with spoil. He succeeded in other fronts as well, for he reunited Caesarea as the western end of Libya with the Potomac domains. After it enjoyed 12 years of independence, he also recovered his father's conquest of the coast of Asia Minor and temporarily gained control of some portions of Thrace. Uh, so that's all verse 7 in history, right? Which we just read. Uh, pretty cool. So, uh, I'm sorry, we're, we're about to read. He fought, so, and from the branch, from her roots, one shall rise in his place. He shall come against the army and enter the fortress of the king of the north and shall deal with them and shall prevail. He shall also carry off to Egypt their gods with their metal images, their precious vessels of gold and silver. And for some years he shall refrain from attacking the king of the north. Then the latter shall come to the realm of the king of the south, but shall reign 
but shall return to his own land. So this is seven through nine. And again, uh, you'll have this all in the show notes as well if you want to dig into this, but it's interesting, interesting history to see the calamity that the Jewish people were in between, as I showed in the maps uh, last teaching uh, between, between those two. Uh, Ptolemy uh, the th third recovered the idols of Egypt taken in Cambridge in 524 BC. So that's, again, secular history. We know about that now. Although he did not enter Egypt itself, Seleucus to regain control of the northern Syria and Phoenicia. So that's uh, 7 through 9. Now we're going to see verses 10 through 12 here. I'll read the Bible first, and we'll kind of go back to see how that happened in history. His son shall wage war and assemble a multitude of great forces, which shall keep coming and overflow and pass through and again shall carry the war as far as the fortress. Then the king of the south, moved with rage, shall come and fight against the king of the north, and he shall raise a great multitude, but it shall be given into his hand. And when the multitude is taken away, his heart shall be exalted, and he shall cast down tens of thousands, but not, but he shall not prevail. For the king of the north shall rise a multitude greater than the first, and after some years he shall come on with a great army and abundant supplies. It's interesting how God is t talking about this, like the king of the north, king of the south, and uh, and it's going over over literally generations. Because <laughs> as you read in the history, it would be like the, the this one, two, and three. So it's like these different kings and kingdoms uh, could be decades or sometimes a hundred uh, or centuries. Um, between these, and you'll see that as we go through here. So verse 10 to the this passage foretells an important new development in the struggle between the two great powers. With the advent of Antiochus the Great, this is Antiochus III, and his conquest of the Holy Land, Antiochus III launched an expedition against Phoenicia and Palestine, this is in 219 and 218, that ended in a serious setback for the Battle of Raphia, where he was soundly beaten by a smaller army of Ptolemy the Fourth. So you can see we're starting with Ptolemy one and, <laughs> and Cilicia one, and now we're on in, in the fourth. But finally, in 2003, Antiochus saw the opportunity to strike at Egypt again, since Ptolemy the Fourth had just died and had been succeeded by Ptolemy the Fifth, Ephesianus who was a mere boy of four. And so that's all verse 10 through 12 there um, with the actual names of the kings. So God's literally telling history before it actually happens. And that's what I believe he does to tell, tell the prophets, um, tell us, uh, let us know what's going to happen. I believe that's what we know now by studying all what the Anon study, what the prophets are saying and what the Bible's saying come that together for what God's telling us and we can clearly see that this Babylonian system is going to crash that that we are going to inherit the kingdom of God as we talk about in Psalm 2 and Isaiah 61 everything I've been teaching the last uh, couple months if you've missed those uh, most of those are on Mondays Thursdays and Sunday mornings where you can go back and see those various teachings on the end times and this chapter 12 gets into the end times by the way so this whole chapter 11 is really talking about the history before Christ, before Rome, um, which is extremely um, interesting stuff when you dig into it um, to see how, what, the, what the Israeli people had to go through with these two kings fighting each other and some taking over Jerusalem uh, back and forth. It was pretty crazy times. 
In those times, many shall rise against the king of the south and the violent among our own people. Now there was, uh, so we, we read through 10 through, let's see, I think we read through 7 through 9. Yeah, we did, we did 10 through 13. I think 13, I just want to make sure I finish 13 here because this, this talks about, this is 13 through 16 now, so we'll go ahead and read through 16. So this is, in those times, many shall rise against the king of the south and the violent among your own people shall lift themselves up in order to fulfill the vision, but they shall fail. Then the king of the north shall come and throw upon the siege works and take a well-fortified city, and the forces of the south shall not stand or even the, his best troops, for there shall be no strength to stand. But he who comes against him shall do as he wills, there you go, and none shall stand before him, and he shall stand in the glorious land with destruction in his hand. So there you go, you have 14 through 16 there. You kind of go back to look at the, 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 here it says, these, ver, these verses document the eventual wrestling of the Holy Land from the Egyptian control by Antichius the Great. So there you have it again, flipping back where the Holy Land becomes um, taken over again and switches hands. So this was a, how would you like to be living, you know, can you imagine living in those generations where there's war going on always between these two kings to your south and to your north, <laughs> right? And so um, this, this is often talking about the silent period, you know, when 400 years of silence where God really didn't talk to the prophets very much, but here Daniel tells what was going, going to happen during that time period. Right, so that's what's cool. So yeah, they didn't talk to them for 400 years, but Daniel's literally marking out what happened almost this entire time. And uh, that's kind of cool. So the Bible's really not silent. He was just silent. It was, it, he gave us the prophecy and then he stepped back. And uh, I know he's teaching the Jewish people a lesson here, uh, but or, or preparing them for the time of Christ where they're really looking for the Messiah. Maybe that was what, what the Lord was doing here. Um, but if we go back to the article we're looking at, now it talks about verse 17 and 19. So let's read 17 through 19 here. It says, He shall set up his face to come with the strength of his whole kingdom, and he shall bring terms of an agreement and perform them. He shall give him a daughter of women to destroy the kingdom, but it shall not stand or be to his advantage. Afterward, he shall turn his face to the coastlands and shall capture many of them. But a commander shall put an end to insolence. Indeed, he shall turn his insolence back upon him. Then he shall turn his face back toward the fortress of his own land. But he shall stumble and fall and shall not be found. And there you again, there's 17 through 19. Hoping to gain advantage over Egypt, Antichius the Great gave his daughter Cleopatra, not the famous one. Uh, this, is a, this is one that preceded the, the famous Cleopatra. Um, in marriage to Ptolemy in 195 BC, Antichius daughter sided with her husband and no advantage was gained. Antichius then lost a battle against Roman forces. So we see in 17 and 19, um, all is all about that right there. And so again, amazing detailed prophecy. That's why I talked about this being the most amazing detailed prophecy in the entire Bible because some people thought it was written afterwards, but you can, uh, but textual criticism, other mechanisms, and the fact that Daniel said it, this was written well before that. Then shall arise in his place one who shall send an executor of tribute. Now we're getting into 20 
So we're going to go through. Oh, I, let me, I didn't finish uh, the 17th or 19th. After his defeat, he had to surrender his entire elephant brigade, all his navy, and 20 selected hostages. Finally, he was obligated to pay an indemnity of 15,000 or 20,000 talents over a period of seven years. Antichius' second son, who was named after him, was among the 20 hostages taken to Rome, where he spent the formative years of his life. He later became the dreaded persecutor of the Jews, Antichius Ephanius. That's interesting. Being unable to take make his indemnity payments, Antichius the Great was killed while trying to pillage a temple in Limaeus. So that kind of finishes, finishes the verse 17 through 19 part of this prophecy. And then the next part we'll get into is verse 20. Okay, And uh, again, this whole thing is, is uh, summarizing the king of the north versus the king of the south, right? Which is the whole first part of Daniel. And we'll get into a little bit more of history right after this. So verse 20. Let's get to verse 20 real quick. Then, um, and again, we're going to just go over 20 before we get into 21. And so 20 says, Then shall rise in his place one who shall sin and executor of tribute for the glory of the kingdom but within the few days he shall be broken neither in anger nor in battle and this talks about the brief 12-year reign of Antichius III's eldest son Seleucus IV was marked by heavy taxes through Palestine Seleucus was soon poisoned to death by his minister Hilarius so again anything that Seleucus that's that's the king of the north right and so this is now we're on number four, um, talking about history here. Now we're getting into verse 21 through 34, quite a bit on the Antiquus Amphinius, the Maccabees, and the abomination of desolation. And so um, this starts getting to, to um, some of the destruction that we're going to see, even more destruction that we're going to see ha happening. So 20 says, 21 says, in this place shall arise a contemptible person who from royal majesty has not been given. He shall come in without warning and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Armies shall be utterly swept away before him and broken even the prince of the covenant. And from the time that an alliance is made with him, he shall act deceitfully and he shall become strong with a small people. Without warning, he shall come into the richest parts of the province, and he shall do what neither his fathers nor his father's fathers have done, scattered among them plunder, spoils, and goods. He shall devise plans against the strongholds, but only for a time. And he shall stir up his power and his heart against the king of the south with a great army. Here's this Seleucus king coming from, from the north again. And the king of the south shall wage war, with an exceedingly great and mighty army, but he shall not stand, for plots shall be devised against him. It's kind of a common theme here, what happens when you're a king trying to take this over. Even those who eat his food shall break him, his army shall be swept away, and many shall fall down slain. And as for the kings, their hearts shall be bent on doing evil. They shall speak lies to the same table, but to no avail, for the end is yet to be at the time appointed. And he shall return to his land with great wealth, but his heart shall be set against the Holy Covenant and shall work 
his will and return to his own land. So he's sent back to his own land, and you can see this all goes this goes all the way to 34. So we'll continue here at the time appointed, and then then we'll take a break, do some do some praise and worship, and uh, get ready for Gus's Bible study um, as this gets us to 34. This is a pretty long chapter, so we'll probably break this up and see if we have time to finish it up. But let's uh, let's finish this up here. So again, this uh, part that we want to want to get into is verses 21 through 34, which we're getting close to here. Um, At this time, pointed he shall come up and return to the south, but shall be not be this time as it was before, for ships of Katim shall come against him. So here's the navy battle right here. And he shall be afraid and withdraw and shall turn back and enrage and take action against the Holy Covenant. So here's Israel getting again. It's when he says take action against the Holy Covenant. Now you're, now you're, they're punishing the Jewish people. He shall turn back and pay attention to those who forsake the Holy Covenant. Forces from him shall appear and profane the temple and fortress and shall take away the regular burnt offering. So this is the evil king that they just talked about us of this of the north doing this stuff and they shall set up abomination that makes desolate this is a pointing to the the future um antichrist what he does on the temple right this is a prelude to that so it's actually hap going to happen here before christ he shall seduce the flattery those who uh violate violate the covenant but the people who know their god shall stand firm and take action so he's basically trying to to um, woo in all the Jewish people to basically live like him versus versus like God's told them to, but they're going to stand up against it, right? And the wise among the people shall make, may, many understand, for some days they shall stumble by sword, by flame, by captivity and plunder. When they stumble, they shall receive a little help, and many shall join them to them with flattery and some of the wise shall stumble so that they may be refined purified and made white until the time of the end for it still awaits the appointed time this way god works in appointed times he can get there all kinds of different ways because he is all powerful it may not be the way we want it to happen but that's that's through 36 so let's look at this and then we'll go into a, to 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 some worship um so this is all 21 through 34 which we just read through right through 35 we did but uh, pretty much through 34 is what this is going to cover it says these verses document the tyrannical oppression of the jewish people by antichius epiphanes 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 that's right who by force tried to make the jewish people forego the religion in favor of all things greek this was the time of the maccabees who resisted the hellenistic influence in antichius epiphanes they saw the worst tyrant in history. So a lot of people think when they go back to Daniel and, and look at what many what I believe is mostly in the future, they, they turn back to this time as, as, as some of, some of the, the as, as different people have opinions on the timelines of different things. They're, they're pointing to this thing because, again, he was the worst tyrant in history up to this point. Antichius borrowed their surnames Epiphanes, manifest to indicate that he was the manifestation of the deity epiphanies epiphanies i think that's a a strongly reinforcing a uh, tradition of the seleucids he required men to worship him 
as Olympian Zeus. <laughs> so he thought he thought he was a god like many kings do, right? But he was viciously trying to destroy the Jewish um, culture. Antiochus viciously slaughtered Jews who continued to obey biblical instructions, and he desecrated the temple. For a brief explanation of Antiochus' actions against the people, the Jewish people, and how they fulfilled prophecy, see this. Uh, so you can actually go get in more detail on this. We'll get back to 35 through 39 later, the dual fulfillment of the prophecy. Um, but I wanted to kind of move into, as we move up on um, the 7 o'clock hour for the, uh, uh, so for, for, for Gus's Bible study as well as getting into, uh, I just wanted to kind of introduce you guys to a little bit more music. I just love this type of stuff um, as we dig into it. We, we went through a lot of them last time. Um, this, uh, th this, uh, I'm going to start with kind of a cute little fun song. It's called uh, Never Noah Build a Boat. Because this talks about don't give up. We were talking about that a little bit in Julie's prophetic word. This is not the time to give up. And it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights, right? It's going to be when God acts. Right? God didn't act on the Red Sea. He, he rained for 40 days and 40 nights. But here's Noah Build a Boat sitting in the stand, told everybody, and said, Man, you're, you've lost your mind this time. This thing ain't never going to float. So, but what was Noah doing? He was doing what Genesis 6, 4 told him. God said, make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and out with pitch. And so, uh, this another part of this is, so let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true. There's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. So this is one thing we need to remember as we use our authority in Christ. Uh, Luke 1.37 says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Third verse says, when God opens a door, he will lead you through. So I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. This is Revelation 3, 8. And uh, that's exactly right. Nothing can, you can't, when God says it's going to be open, you ain't going to shut it, right? <laughs> and that goes for us too. So take every chance you get and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. Galatians 6 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good.
Yes, he didn't quit. He just did what God told him to. Um, and here's a draft talking about it as well. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9. Hmm. Cute little guy there, huh? All right. So... Uh, let me know if I'm my sounds okay it looks like this I think it's just one person having a problem with her phone but um, let me know if sounds okay with you for my voice as well as the music here is the holy is the Lord God Almighty the earth is filled with his glory um, this is both in Isaiah the Old Testament and the New Testament in Revelation right people are saying sound is great holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory Isaiah 6 3 Here's Revelation 4, 8. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So I love about these songs. They just point us to this beautiful scripture. This song also talks about, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. How great, how awesome is he? A couple of scriptures. That you could point to so many scriptures there, but ones we chose are, and do not be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Right out of Nehemiah 8, 10. And for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. Psalm 47, 2. And then it talks about us together singing. Everyone sing. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Out of Psalms 96, right? You see, I think that's one, verse one. And you say, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart.
All right, I'm going to just finish up um, a little bit more teaching on this. Uh, again, the most detailed prophecy in the entire Bible out of Daniel 11. Um, again, we're going to get into what happens in uh, the history and, and the dual, dual fulfillments of prophecy now. So in verses 35 through 39. Let's dig into to this part of it. It says, And the king shall do as he wills. That's a real key theme here, right? We see these evil kings doing as he wills until God decides to act on it, right? <laughs> and he kind of let them go here for a while, right? Right before Christ, probably, again, preparing the time for the Romans to come in, uh, put some peace in, have one language, establish it as Greek, and uh, allow Jesus to do his teaching and um, bring in the new covenant, right? So, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god. He shall speak astonishing things against the god of gods. He shall prosper till the indignation is accomplished. For what is the decree shall be done. You'll see that very often in the Bible where God will allow a lot of evil to happen until their cup of iniquity is full. Here they're talking about till the indignation is accomplished. So God has things in his, his appointed times, and he lets uh, evil reign um, uh, quite a bit. Now he'll, but I think he's always, uh, just like he protected the, the, his people in Goshen, and uh, if he's with you, if the Holy Spirit's in you, you're going to have a abundant life you're, you're rewarded with if you really abide in him. Um, but uh, you'll see that God is very patient. He warns and had all kinds of things happen to where people will repent and a lot of people that you never ever thought would have a chance of becoming a believer and come going into heaven right um are going are going to do so because of god's patience so we, we we don't judge god for letting evil reign he he uses it for his purposes as well as for his patience and letting people come to the lord you'll see that a lot but here's this king that's um, basically magnifying himself above every god and he shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers or to the one beloved by women he shall not pay attention to do any to do any other god for he shall magnify himself above all he said no who cares about all these other greek gods i'm god right <laughs> he shall honor the uh, and so i just want to see that that's, that's 36 and 37 and I think this talks about 35 through 39. So let's get through 39. He shall honor the God of fortresses instead of these. A God whose his fathers did not know. He shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He shall deal with the strongest fortresses with the help of a foreign God. Those who acknowledge him, he shall load with honor. He shall make them rulers over many and shall divide the land for a price. So this is 36 through 39, and if you look at history, actual history, you'll see verses 35 through 39. The reference is to the time of the end in verses 35 offers a challenge interpretation. Some understand this as referring to the time just before Christ's return, and others see it as the end of the Maccabean struggles. Some of the actions can be attributed to Antichius Epiphanes. And some seem to be prophecies of the beast power that will exist at the end of this present age. These verses apparently have dual fulfillments spanning from the time of the Maccabeans until the, the return of Christ. So this is a common thing in the Bible as well. You'll see things that will happen. And, and uh, the, you, so some things will be a prelude to the actual major event. 
right? So uh, I believe that we're seeing that now, and I, you'll see it in my teachings over the last couple of months if you go look at that, where you'll see um, the statue in Daniel 2, for instance, and the stone that hits and breaks the statue, right? And, and, and it ends up becoming the mountain, and, it be, and, and to, in my opinion, that's the millennial kingdom in the end that does that. But people have different interpretations, but um, I believe we have prelude to that, right? That, that's happened at, at different times. For instance, when Christ died the first time, or when Christ first coming, right, when he first came and, and he resurrected, that was a stone that hit, that took 300 years to completely destroy, or several hundred years after that for the Romans to be completely destroyed. But all those different gods, as, as a Christian, started uh, growing like mad, including um, sec Gentiles, Jews and Gentiles, um, the, they, they stopped worshiping all those gods, right? So in some way, it's, it was a precursor to the destruction of the whole statue. But as I as I've taught, all those all those different gods are in the secret societies now, right? <laughs> so um, this this is a, an exciting time when you start seeing uh, some some of these preludes to what's going to happen. And I believe that when Kim Clement talked about the stone that Trump's going to throw that destroys the the giant of secularism, and Kim Clement and Ju Julie Green's prophetic words also say, and Kim Clement didn't say, but the word, Lord said through Kim Clement, the Lord said through Julie Green that it was only going to be one stone that was going to be the Lord it was going to destroy the giant of secularism, the giant of debt, right? All that is going to be happening here as a prelude to the final stone is Christ's second coming, right? So I think you can have several preludes to the big event. And here, that's what this is talking about too. The preceding verses in Daniel 11 represent extremely detailed prophecies that have been fulfilled exactly as they were revealed to Daniel. It is important to note that the Roman Empire defeated Seleucid Syria in 65 BC, and that it defeated Egypt in 30 BC. So it took a whole, you know, 35 more years before they defeated Egypt. That's the first, I'm talking about the Romans, right? That's the first identities of the king of the north and the king of the south came to an end. So um, obviously, so the whole first uh, 11, 1 through uh, 35 was all about the kings of the north and the kings of the south. It was the Syrian wars between the north and the south. Um, and now now we're gonna get into um, verses 40 to 45 as this wraps up. And so we see here, at the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, but the king of the north shall rush upon him like whirlwind with chariots and horsemen and with many ships. And he shall come into countries and shall overflow and pass through. He shall come into a glorious land and tens of thousands shall fall. But these shall be delivered out of the hand, Edom and Moab and the main parts of the Ammonites. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall become ruler and the treasurers of gold and silver and all the precious things in Egypt. And the Libyans and the Cushites shall follow his train, in his train. But news from the east and the north shall alarm him. And he shall go out with fury, with great fury, to destroy and devote many to destruction. And he shall pitch his palatial tents between the sea of the glorious holy mountain Yet he shall come to his end with none to help him. So this is 40 for 45, and this talks about exactly what happened. In verses 40 through 45, we read of actions of a king of the north and a king of the south at the time of the end, verse 40. The end time identifies that these nations are yet 
are yet to be determined. The establishment of the modern nation of Israel in 1948 seems to be a key development that allows for the fulfillment of these end time verses. From the time of the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans in AD 70 until 1948, there was no Jewish nation. Now the Jewish nation once again exists, existing in the Middle East, there is relevance to identifying major world governments as the king of the north and the king of the south in reference to Jewish people living in Jerusalem. Daniel 11 continues with events that are yet to come that will rock the world and be part of the terrifying events just before Jesus Christ returns. At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him and the king of the north shall Come against him like a whirlwind, this is Daniel 11, 43-41, with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships, and he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. He shall also enter into the glorious land, and many countries will shall be overthrown, but these shall escape from his hand, Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. This end time king of the north, likely a revival from the Roman Empire, remember we talk about the Roman gods are still alive in secret societies, um, and, and, uh, you know, even in our Congress, there's 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 um, symbols of, of of the Romans all over our Congress, as Q has has showed us. Right, will successfully counterattack the King of the South. Verses 41 through 43 show that he will enter the Holy Land and gain power over the treasures of gold and silver and over the precious things of Egypt. This all will lead to the unprecedented time of trouble in Daniel 12.1. We'll get into that next time when we go over Daniel 12, which clearly is talking about the end times. And we'll kind of and also known as the Great Tribulation. This will finish up Daniel, uh, the whole book, the whole book of Daniel when we get to through chapter 12. Um, and again, this is going to talk about the Great Tribulation, and we'll relate that to all the other parts where we talk about the tribulation and why I don't think it's going to be here for a while. Always be prepared for the second coming of Christ. But remember, we got the message yet to come. We got to go through this great awakening, this great exodus and be prepared for it. Um, so this is interesting. I, li I like this, how this ends. This article talks about the significance of Daniel 11 for us today. When we consider the many prophetic details of Daniel 11 that were fulfilled as predicted, we can have confidence that the remaining prophecies of this chapter and others in the Bible that are yet to be fulfilled will likewise occur as God has ordained. I talked to you about this as part of my reliability of the Bible course in that the P part is prophecies. It shows us a supernatural book. Nothing is ama more amazing to me than studying biblical prophecy and seeing it either have completely been fulfilled or it's unfolding. And you can have utmost confidence, just like what they said, what is going to be in the future. Through a dream, God revealed to ancient King Nebuchadnezzar and, a, 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 and, and us today that eventually the kingdoms of this world will be replaced by the kingdom of God. Amen. As Daniel explained to the king, and in the days of the kings of God, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, it shall break in pieces and consume all the kingdoms. It shall stand forever. That's Daniel 2.44 as we studied back in chapter 2. That is exactly that. After that and that, remember that that stone that breaks up the statue is going to grow to be a huge kingdom, which is, I think, the millennial kingdom. Um, so beautiful, beautiful article. You have that in the show notes as well. Um, that finishes up chapter 11. It's a long chapter, but I wanted to get through that so that we could get to the end time study and get to chapter 12. So don't miss uh, as we dig into that on Sunday. 
third tomorrow we will have praise and prayer but we'll also have uh, uh, um, we're not sure exactly when we're going to start that because we have one of Savathon who we let go for for as long as he does to weave his story so join us tomorrow for one of Savathon we're going to start a little bit the half hour early so that we can get um, Kirk Elliott to give us an economic update as well as go through through enough news and go over for any prophetic words that I believe need to go over I'm hoping to go over maybe one of Amanda's as well <clears throat> to kind of um, show how the prophets are really talking about something very similar but uh, we're about ready to go into the teaching it's now um, seven o'clock I'm not sure if Gus is here so we might have to but um, I'm going to play one more song though before we cross over to backstage for that so if you have a backstage pass get back there and uh, there's a teaching of some sort that we always have. I will at least teach on the neighborhood. All right. Here we go. So I'm going to just finish this up with Hosanna. Um, guys, there's just so many beautiful praise songs. Like We could do this forever. But in fact, I might do a couple more songs as we're waiting to hear from Gus and get a plan together backstage. Um, but I'll at least do a little bit of neighborhood training. Well, this is Hosanna, Hosanna. Eyes, hearts, and hopes are turned to you. We long for you. Remember Hosanna, the word used to mean, uh, oh, I beg you, Lord, save us in the Hebrew and the Old Testament. But after Jesus in Greek, it became this, yes, I praise you, Lord, for saving us, right? And the crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest, out of Matthew 21, 9, right in the, in the Lord's Supper, right? And then we see here in the second verse, uh, the song we emphasize is, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Ephesians 3.16 says that according to his riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. That's Ephesians 3.16. And the third thing we emphasize in this is, you are the God who saves us. Worthy of all our praises. This 1 Peter 1.3 says, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Isn't that beautiful? So right now, let's just dig into this where we can sing, Thank you, Lord, for saving us. Hosanna. Right? The new...
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Is that not true? All right, we're going to go backstage after this song. Um, probably talk a little bit about uh, the whole neighborhood and the ministry. So if you'd like to be a part of that conversation, please go back there. Free, go to blessedteach.com. Hit the backstage tab. You shouldn't be alone at this point in time. This is a way to get integrated. You can also download the neighborhood where we're kind of congregating. Neighborhood.social. It's a Facebook replacement. You know, just true social is a replacement for Twitter. But for Facebook replacement, go to neighborhood.social. This is, Lord, there's nothing better than you, this song talks about. You're the only one who can. Is that not true? <laughs> it's like, in Exodus 8.10 says that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. In Philippians 3, it says, I count everything as loss because the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. That's what Paul was saying. It's like, it doesn't, all, everything he's gone through, nothing. Not, everything's a loss except for that. This talks about you turn mourning into dancing. You give beauty for ashes. Psalms 30.11 says you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. Sadness into dancing, right? To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Out of Isaiah 61.3. This says you turn bones into armies. I love that. Just out of Ezekiel 37. Says, so I prophesied, this is Ezekiel saying, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. God can bring life out of dead bones. <laughs> what else can he do? He can turn seas into highways. He did that at the Red Sea, right? And we're about ready to go to the great worldwide Exodus. Let's think what he's going to do here. This is in Exodus 14 where Moses stretched out his hands over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. Wow.
it's not beautiful. And if you get a chance as you're praising and praying with us, make sure that you glance down at the scriptures as you're singing and worshiping. It's uh, just cool how these songs just point us back to the Word of God. That's why we spend that time before we play the song to really point it back to scripture. And then we play it throughout the song as well. Um, hope you guys enjoy that. I just, I, I tell you what, I got like I was in Israel and got the new video that she, that that the, the videographer had done, and sitting there in the in the airport, just praising him with tears coming down my eyes because it's a beautiful video and it's beautiful songs. Um, these beautiful songs, and to add the video to them with knowing the scripture that's attached there just allows you to just love him and get closer to him. That's why we do this. That's why we do it even as part of word and worship. And uh, I feel a little bit led to maybe go a little bit longer um, since we're probably not going to have a Bible study tonight with what with, looks like Gus got tied up. Um, so if, if, if you guys have anything that you'd like to share, whether it's, uh, whether it's um, a praise report, um, or something that hits you with the Daniel 11 that we studied that that you think is positive and that you want to share. Um, but what's encouraging to others? Your testimony. I love to give testimonies every once in a while. It's just awesome. Jeremiah saying, "Play surrounded." <laughs> uh, see where that is. So we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, but but go ahead, Linda. Yes, we're um. I got a quick question. Praise port, we're on storm tier. And some of the kids praise, keep praising, keep praising. I kept praising. And I kept praising and praying. And those, it, it calmed down. Good job. I did not let the. And took it, praise, praise, praise. Like, okay. And, and earlier, it knocked it out. I went to God in prayer. And I kept doing that. And it came back on. Awesome, awesome. You know, that's part of what we're being challenged to do is to use our authority in Christ for all situations, our health, our finances, even uh, calling down storms, right? That's an important thing to, to do. We're Goshen in this time, the remnant is, so make sure you take advantage of that and use that authority. Um, so, so Jeremiah, if I place you, you have to come on camera. <laughs> but uh, just kidding you, but... We'll, we'll play this. This is just uh, obviously one of Jeremiah's favorites. Um, surrounded. It's beautiful. Oh, there's Jeremiah. I see him. He's <laughs> coming on camera. So this is how I fight my battle. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. They only say this one time in the song. I wish they'd do it more. Because um, it's a beautiful verse when it's talking about uh, right out of the Psalms. right? And uh, 2 Chronicles talks about this uh, and he's done this in many places where you you praise and thanksgiving leads to victories we see that with Gideon's army right and here in 2 Chronicles it's even more apparent where he pointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and when they began to sing and praise the Lord to them ambush against the men who had come against Judah so that they were routed they all helped to destroy one another that's what's going to happen to this cabal they're starting to do it already. They're starting to destroy one another as we just praise and worship. 
All I did is praise, right? <laughs> it's one of the things that we can just do here. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And that's what many people think right now. Oh my goodness, the Cabal's got all seven mountains of cultural influence. They've got everything. They've they've got they've they've captured the executive branch, the judicial branch. They've captured the legislative branch. They've captured all these other countries like France with Macron and Merkel in Germany and and uh, uh, you know California. You could say almost with uh, Gavin Newsom and Trudeau and Canada. We're surrounded. We're surrounded. This, but, but what does this say? Do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Remember when Elisha prayed and opened up the eyes of his servant. And, and behold, the mountain was full of horses of chariots of fire. That's what we need to use our authority and just call down those horses of chariots and fire. Angels of all rankings and divisions with our authority. There's a table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He's prepared a table before us right in front of all these globalists. It's your body and your blood you shed for me. That's why we do communion. And he took this bread.
All right, we're doing the impromptu praise and prayer tonight. My wife is having to work. Well, usually this is my night kind of to get out early, but we'll continue to just uh, roll here in the spirit. This is uh, one of our newer songs that is is kind of cool when you really, really listen to the words of this. All the saints and angels, they bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing right out of Revelation, that story. You just see it ooze out of there. The four and twenty elders fall down before him. They sat on the throne and worshipped him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. The beautiful sight that we get to see. The second thing in this uh, song says, For from you are all things, and to you are all things. Just a, just a truth of this powerful, almighty God. Revelation 4.11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. And then uh, this moves into another part of the song that just talks about day and night, night and day, let incense arise. You think about the priest did this 24-7, keeping the incense going in the temple, right? Because those are the prayers of the saints. And you see Malachi 1.11 saying, For from the rising of the sun, even to its setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place incense is going to be offered to my name. He is worthy of it all.
That's just beautiful, isn't it? So we kind of did an impromptu praise and prayer here over the last uh, 40 minutes or so. Um, I didn't need to get going here pretty soon, but I wanted to just uh, let you guys know I'm going to do a little bit of a teaching. I think I'll just stay here front, pitch, front stage on just the neighborhood to show you guys where you can join groups and answer any questions that anybody backstage might have or you have. You can type into the deal. I'll do that for about 10 minutes in a second, but, but Teresa had something to share. Go ahead, Teresa. Hey, Rick. First of all, you are a super blessing, and I want to hold you up and tell you how much I love you. I also want to give a huge hallelujah to God. I have a new age. She started today, and she loves the Lord, and she did a good job. We went to the gym, and I walked all the way around the whole track without taking a break. Woo! Which is a major miracle. That's a twelfth of a mile. Uh And then I also did three more miles on the new step. And that is, and I have not been to the gym in two weeks. So normally it takes me time to rebuild my strength, but God has blessed my time at home. And I've been using my walker here at the home. And I am able now to raise one of my legs over the side of my tub. So I'm almost getting into the shower by myself. Haven't gotten there yet, but I'm getting more and more successful every day. So I just want to give him praise and honor and glory. And somebody blessed my ministry, and I've got four new Bibles for the kids. So I just wanted to (laughs) praise him because somebody felt God had told them to send me money for my ministry. And it's the first time anybody has acknowledged that I have a ministry. So I was so blessed and so excited. And so I went and bought the Bibles for them. And I still need to get four more, and I will. But the children were so excited because none of them had their own Bibles. So now they have their own, and they're asking so many questions. And so I'm spending lots of time answering questions. And um, there's been some shootings in my apartment complex. And so that's one of the reasons one of my aides quit. And God told me to tell her, that I was the safest person in the neighborhood because I take care of all these kids for the parents who are sleeping it off the next day. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're Goshen in, in that uh, apartment complex. You're the Goshen. Yes. I, I, I am the safe spot in my apartment complex. Yeah. And God has, has assured me that that's true. And he showed me the angels. So I'm just so, so blessed. And I just can't help it. I have to give him the glory. So thank you for letting me speak. I'm going to be quiet now. No, awesome. Well, make sure you're documenting what your ministry is on the neighborhood so people know about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Feeding little kids and helping them with their homework and talking yeah. them about how much Jesus loves them. That's right. it. I love it. That's a ministry for sure right there. Doing what for God. right now, that's what it is. It's going to get much, much bigger. Yeah. But right now, that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. That's just be obedient with the small stuff, just like Amanda Grace started out just feeding ducks. <laughs> yep. Right. Well, and I'm feeding children. That's right. That's right. So, so I'm feeding little children and buying them Bibles and teaching them. Oh, I'm teaching them about the fruits of the Spirit because Tammy helped and made me a, uh, a laminated sheet that has all the fruits of the Spirit on it. We had talked about how I wanted it. 
she did it for me and it's on on bless it's on the network i mean people can see it because she asked me if i minded if she shared it and i said no and it's out there when we put it on my refrigerator and on the wall mm-hmm. and as the children learn the fruit of the spirit they get to pick any fruit they want awesome and I they like, like that, that cuz they their parents don't buy them fruit and stuff right so one little girl said what do i what do i have to do to get a watermelon i said you have to learn all of them i <laughs> <laughs> see did it it took her about 2 weeks but she learned all of them that is great and a little little um a uh arab boy is asking more and more questions and it's kind of exciting to see him good. grow and learn good he's a little bit hard headed but he's a good boy good That's so a great. They're all great and I love my babies. They're all none of them are little little. They're all like pre-teens. Mhm. And a couple of teenagers and they they don't know they love God, but they do know God loves them. Uh-huh. Awesome. Some of them have learned that, that God loves them and have gotten baptized, so I'm seeing the success. I'm I'm getting real excited. That's But awesome. thank you. I don't mean to talk so much. No, thank I'll you. I'll get off. <laughs> get off now. No, what I, I was you. Yeah, what I love you too. So we we were talking about this uh, right here, the neighborhood.social. Again, you have Truth Social, right, which is the replacement for Twitter. You'll see it works just like Twitter. But uh this works just like Facebook. So, if you're looking for a place where you want like-minded people who are congregating, neighborhood.social is a place to go you can download it on your phone either the app store right but you can also go to neighborhood.social on your laptop i recommend you do both and you turn your notifications on and then you can uh, there's a little more functionality on the laptop right it's easier to get to some of the things i was showing you like the blog so to get to that blog i was talking to you about before you would come up to this discuss area where i has blogs and forums you go to blogs and that's where i was saying rick's journal of time alone with god so i decided to put that up on the major area here versus within the versus within the uh backstage group like we do most of the time but now that um the neighborhood's kind of becoming the full ministry um i decided to pull that up to here all right and so you will be able to find all the neighbors people that are your friends etc here but i really um have created this whole thing we created this whole thing we funded this thing um to make sure we have groups and especially these active zoom groups right and so um you can also create a page like uh Teresa if she wants to get somebody to help her she could do it where she would actually create a little ministry page for her ministry and uh, you can see many people have created pages already and um you can create a page on your ministry even put a go fund me site on there um those are the type of things that you can do just anything you could do in facebook groups or facebook pages um you can have uh quizzes and polls and live videos um you got blogs and forums you can even put photos videos and documents even uh even documents that you can't put on facebook you can put on here um then you can see all the events of what's going on you hit the blessed teach show that shows you everything i showed you earlier but i really want to get you encourage you to get into a group the active zoom groups this is where all these active zoom groups should be teaching biblical concepts all the time and talking about the bible and uh growing people uh, in in different ways 
and you'll see that it has different focuses. Some of them have little focuses. Holy Spirit, fire, power. You got God Squad, Intimacy with the Holy Spirit, Project Children Rescue. We have Tuesday nights and Thursdays at noon. You can see they all have their time around CST. So you can join the ones that you want. Fruit of the Spirit, Courts of Heaven, Prayer Share Care. Uh, we got Prayer Warrior Group that usually goes tonight. I'm kind of overriding that with praise and uh, with, with this uh, praise and prayer episode right now. A safe place to talk. But what I do here is I usually train and answer any questions you have on the ministry. If you have any questions on the ministry, let me know. I usually do that backstage, but I decided to just go ahead and do this front stage tonight. So in the backstage, let me know if you have any questions um, that, that will be public, right? So so if there's any issues or anything like that, go to the conflict resolution. We'll talk about that backstage or by ourselves. But if you have any questions about anything, let me know. Um, but I'd love for more people to create groups. It's pretty easy. You come over here and you hit this plus key. So it's the way most of this works. If you want to create a page, you go to pages up here, right? And then you just go to the right and you hit the plus key. Similar on your mobile phone, right? And um, we'd love for more people to come in and most importantly, find people and uh, have similar similar, um, uh, similar to you and, and just friend them and get started on connecting. The best way to get connected though is to get in a group and meet some people by attending some of these weekly Zoom groups, right? I think that's the best way to get engaged. Anybody have any thoughts backstage on any of that that I just shared or any questions you have about that ministry or anything about how to use the neighborhood tool? It's a lot more here. Just interrupt me when you have anything. But there's a, a feedback tab here where you can um, give us feedback. Can we use this for people that's not on the uh, Blessed to Teach if we wanted to bring them into our ministry? Uh, yeah, of course. So if you guys have an individual ministry, you go to pages and this pages, you can build just the way you want it, right? You can actually build more, um, what they call the widgets here. So it'll be custom to you. Um, you can, um, as you, as you get into here, like for instance, I go to, uh, a page, you can build, a, I have a build, build a widget right here. It talks all about that right there. And you can, uh, you know, put anything you want on your pages and kind of build um, who everybody can join your page and you can kind of manage your ministry right from here. If that makes sense, Dave. Does that answer your well, question? I think I put something together, getting my church members and then getting them to actually join the uh, Must the Teach group from that point. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be great. You could create a group or a page. Usually groups are somebody that's going to be meeting on a regular basis like uh, like our active zoom groups right pages are more like a place it's almost like a website in many ways right where where you basically like i'm posting all my videos here this is the blessed teach show so every show will be posted here um but you can also do almost everything you can do on a group and a page like you can have blogs underneath there you can have documents events um all that type of stuff but that's kind of the difference the page is kind of like consider it like a home for a small website of your own you don't have to go build a website it's very easy to make and then groups is more like hey we're going to be meeting on a regular basis right okay great that, that's why i needed the differential thanks okay awesome awesome anybody else have any questions about how we're going to use um, this christian impactor platform um to basically not have not have the progressive censorship of facebook 
and uh, how we're going to not be isolated, come together as Christian patriots. So I, I ask you to to shed your dependence on Facebook. A lot of people have to stay there because that's where their friends and family are posting. But if you really want to get engaged with other Christian patriots, um, this is a great place to do that, right? Again, uh, we want everybody to come to, to neighborhood.social and just start getting engaged. The best way to do that is in groups. You could also, if you have a prayer request, this is where you'd go to written prayer requests right here. There's a group we created for that. And you can do 72 members of prayer warriors that will pray for you. You click on here and there'll be specific, you know, public prayer requests. And so when somebody prays and then people are praying for them, all right? You put your prayer requests here and you will get um, some prayers from some awesome prayer warriors. Again, you go to groups and then you would go to written prayer requests right here. You can also search on any group just by typing it. Like our if you just wanted to type like PCR, Project Children Rescue, hey, where's that group? If you type that in here and hit the search key, it's going to show you everything that has PCR on it. Oh, PR, oh that's per. PCR did a spell, spell correct on it. I don't want you to do a spell correct. <laughs> Quit that. <laughs> See if it'll do it if I don't hit enter. There it goes. There's Project Children Rescue, right? So you can do search on anything right there. And you can find it here from different categories. There's Bible studies. Some Bible studies we put into the active Zoom because they're meeting weekly on Zoom. But the active Zoom is kind of where we're pointing everything to here. There'll be a little bit, if you decide to want to become part of this group, you're going to need to become part of the Blessed Teach Ministry. Okay, and you need to, we kind of need to vet your group a little bit and, and who you are. So you, you might want to start one of these categories first. Feel free to use it in those. But before you come here, this is going to kind of be the B2T Zoom groups. Um, that's why I want to I, I want to keep these topics to be biblical, and really about uh, everything to do with growing in Christ, etc. Um, so so uh, and and have people that are part of the BGT ministry leading them. Um, hope that helps. Um, but again, come and have some fun here, like we talked about. You got polls, and you've got you can create your own polls. You can create your own quizzes. You can take the ones that are, are there. You can come and uh, start discussions if you'd like. Uh, you can um, download any documents you'd like. You can come and create your own events and you can advertise your own events here. Okay. Be careful not to do the weekly ones and try to go out for a year because it just plumbles everything up, right? Make sure if you need a new category created, you can let me know in the feedback area. If you uh, love to get the feedback on on conflict resolution, any newsletters, any volunteer uh, ideas, feedback, suggestions, support, anything that you would like uh, information about, come to the feedback section here. Uh, this is where you donate to the ministry. This is where you can, this store has like 50 or maybe 35, over 50 products, but over 35 different Patriot companies, right? That you can get for all kinds of things, allergies, um, B2T merchandise, um, food, water, vitamins, general health, heartburn. You can just scroll down here and see all the stuff, right? Where you can see uh, uh, this is this Giddy Up, which is a great uh, replacement for um, Red Bulls, right? And stuff like that. You got the collagen you can get here. You got the Kingdom Fuel. You got all kinds of things. Here's, here's this coffee. I love this coffee, by the way. I'll probably. 
feature in this pretty soon because I have been having it for the last three months and just love it. I use it for iced coffee as well as hot coffee. It's way better for you than regular coffee. But uh, but you can search here. This is all um, Christian companies and solutions. Um, obviously, my pillow's there. Kirk Elliott's there, who I talk about a lot. Apricot, B17. Um, all this stuff you can get here on uh, the store. Um, yeah, all, all in the neighborhood. So that's a quick demo of everything you can get from the neighborhood. Anything, other questions from backstagers before we close her out tonight? I think we'll close it out with one more song. So, so uh, somebody blurt out a song you want to play or type it in real quick. I'll be looking at Rumble, Facebook, as well as Backstage. Um, who, any suggestions on a song they want? Didn't hear that. Rattle. Rattle. Okay. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go with rattle. I don't see anything else right now. We'll go with rattle. We'll wrap it up tonight with rattle. I do love the song. It goes back to Ezekiel thirty-seven. We were talking about that earlier because it wasn't until God told Ezekiel to breathe into God's breath, just like no. I mean, just like Adam. He made Adam, but he had to breathe life into him. That's what he had to do to the bones. So as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. That's what this whole song's about, is rattling. It's like the churches are starting to wake up finally, right? People, the, the church, and I mean in the body of Christ, is starting to wake up and starting to use their authority. Watch out when they realize they have resurrection power. The second thing says, praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave. I'm coming out. I'm going to live again. John 11, 44 says, the man who had died came out. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. We're talking about Lazarus. He came out of the grave, right? And Jesus uh, comes right to the people and says, resurrection power. There's another miracle here in this room. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be to you, the resurrected Christ. Pentecostal fire, stirring something new. You're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. So when that day of Pentecost arrived, suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing.
I just pray that our churches come back alive to who they're supposed to be active, active churches with preachers that come into the battle and then new remnants rising up. It's going to be an amazing time, guys. Keep your faith, not fear, as we talk about often. Make sure you have faith, not sight. I'm going to end with a prayer, and it's blown the shofar, something that uh, God listens to. Right? He loves, loves the sound of the shofar. We use the shofars many, many times. We talked about the praise band in front of the in front of the armies, that was a shofar blowing, many of those. And uh, shofars were part of Jericho's wall falling when they went around. There's so many examples in the Bible. And uh, I think you, you guys know about my shofar that I got in, in Israel. It's a lion of Judah on the shofar. And um, we're going to just uh, pray. I'm just going to pray what's on my heart a little bit here. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this beautiful night. Um, and Lord, we... Pray for Gus. I'm sure that something just came up. He doesn't know he's uh, really tired traveling between Alabama and New York. We just pray for a blessing on Ark of Grace Ministries, a blessing on Gus and his health. Lord, I just pray for Teresa's ministry with the kids and their future ministry, which she knows is going to be much longer because she's listening to the Lord. Uh, Lord, we just pray for everyone that uh, listened to my story and and I was reading this book about uh, from Nathan French about it's not supposed to be a secret. God wants to talk to you. Lord, I just pray many, many, many more people will read that book or read my blog and really understand that God wants to speak to us today in specific words. We just have to be ready to write down what he's saying, get our hearts right before that. Be quiet, start communicating with God and write down what he's saying. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for that beautiful new revelation. And we just pray um, that the effect that it had on the person that texted me today will be, be um, many, many, many more, Lord. I just submit myself to you. It's a little bit embarrassing, to be honest, Lord. You knew, you knew, and I was kind of shocked that you wanted me to put that out publicly. But, Lord, uh, we're just obeying. Because delayed obedience is disobedience. <laughs> One thing I've learned here, Lord, and we just thank you. For despite the cabal trying to think that they have control, that we know they don't, that you have control. And you're just bringing them right into the days of Haman. You're bringing them right into the, their hands. You laugh at them as you say in Psalm 2. As they, 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 they sit there and contrive their plans against you and against your anointed. Lord, so we just thank you for anointing us, the remnant, as we just pray to you. And here in the Blessed Deceit Ministry, Lord, we uh, are going to use our authority in Christ that you're teaching us about right now. And so right now, all of us together here backstage, listen to my voice, no matter where you listen to my voice, even if it's a recording, we come into unity around the fall of this globalist cabal. We come in unity around binding the spirits of the rulers, authorities, and powers of this dark world. And we come to unity by the power of Jesus' name, the name above all names, and the blood he shed for us. By that power and authority you give us by his blood and his name, we bind those rulers and authorities and powers, and we loose the angels of all rankings and divisions to come down 
and take possession and let, let the remnant take possessions of these lands as, with, as the cabal falls in all seven mountains of cultural influence and this captured operations of the U.S. government gets recaptured, Lord, and freedom spreads throughout this land and spreads throughout the entire world, Lord. With that, we call down the Lion of Judah that's on this so far to come down in judgment and we call down the angels of all rankings and divisions. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Anybody that has a shofar or any type of noisemaker, go ahead and blow it down. That's my wife calling me. So <laughs> I pushed it as long as I could. I love you guys. Every we're we're going to end that tonight. But we're not going to have any backstage after this. So I uh, just wanted to say thank you so much, uh, y'all. And we'll uh, catch you tomorrow night. Again, we're going to go live a half hour early. And then we're going to have Juan um, ha do, go through some uh, economic updates. We're going to do a bunch of updates on um the latest news and then what's going on with the cabal and then we're going to go into one of seven and um we'll, we did praise and prayer tonight so i'm not sure how long we'll go. probably have a shorter praise and prayer tomorrow night but we'll get that depending on how long Juan goes so uh, come join us tomorrow night and then friday night well friday night praise and prayer with gus and i teaching on um john uh, 10 the last part of john 10 on Friday night at 5 p.m. CST. Don't miss Sunday as well. If you don't have a good church to go to, obviously you have a good church, get there. If you don't, come and join us at 10 a.m. CST on Sunday. God bless you guys. Have, I hope you God have a great fourth. Good night, guys. God bye bless bye. you. Bless you. Bless everybody. you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. The storm's no longer on. All right. Hey, it's silent out there. No. All right. Bye bye. God, <laughs> God bless. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>